You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur Welcome to Blair Vision, your window into the world of all things geek. I'm your host, Jordan, with... Arsenio, Wild Dog. And... And Samia, Artemis. We're working on changing that. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've settled into my Mr. Terrific role. I'm fine with it now. Okay. Yeah. If you're fine with Mr. Terrific, I'll be Artemis. And how fast can you style your hair, though? I'm getting there, man. I'm working on it. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> yeah, I can do it now in 30 minutes flat. So if I can get down to like 10, I think I'm ready for fighting crap. <laughs> All right, guys, this is the week of Thanksgiving. The weekend of Thanksgiving, actually. Yeah. yeah. Happy uh, Thanksgiving. Happy belated. Happy, happy Turkey Day, guys. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> um, in the spirit of that, I kind of just want to say real quick what, like, what I'm thankful for, at least. Um, for, for those that don't know, my cat Neko has gotten very ill over this past week. And, and something that I'd never really ever do, I went to social media and asked for help. You know, in the age where we have things like Patreon and like GoFundMe and it's other platforms for crowdfunding. Yeah. You know, I've seen people do it for like really frivolous things, but even for something like saving my best friend's life, I had a really hard time just 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 asking for help. Um, that being said, I created GoFundMe with some encouragement from my friends here, Arsenio and Sam. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's been an overwhelming success, and like the yeah. compassion and care I felt from people. In like the past couple of days, just hitting me up around the clock, just saying like, you know, well wishes and mm-hmm. like being in their prayers and like fellow pet lovers who can like empathize with things that they went through with their cats and like their pets and stuff similar like that. It's just been, it's it's 2016 taking a lot, yeah, and this gave something back. That yeah. definitely restores your entire hope in humanity. Seeing how many people can just put out something, even just a little bit, like that makes a big difference for you. Because they might be like, oh, I'm just going to help them out. But, like, that little gesture shows that they actually care more than just themselves. And it's a humbling thing to see that and just be like, wow, oh, my God. Yeah. That's like GoFundMe done right. It really, I mean, yeah. yeah. And I'm glad I'm glad you did it. I'm glad Arsenio convinced you and that, like, you know, that you finally went through with it. Because that's really what GoFundMe is there for, in a way. It's for startups. It's for projects. It's for movements. But it's also just... When someone needs help, you know, I've I've seen people do it when somebody suddenly passed away, they would do a GoFundMe to help pay for the funeral because sometimes things happen in life and thank God we have an outlet where we can ask for help when we really need it. Because in the old days, when it was small towns, you would turn to your community for help and everybody mm. knew everyone. Now, especially in urban life, we're all so fragmented, we're focused on our own things, but GoFundMe kind of like fills that old time value you could say in a new way and yeah. so I'm and I'm really glad people are coming through for you I yeah. want your cat to feel better <laughs> me too man <laughs> he, he's doing better he's doing better um, he just came out of surgery um, today actually and good um, he's still having some bladder issues but he should be home by Monday so I'll keep you guys posted on that yes please awesome. yeah silly me no pet insurance I, ironically <laughs> my job's actually incorporating pet insurance to my benefits in 2017 and I was like can I get like you know like 
Can an I, extension or like retroactive? Can I get that worked yeah. out? It was like, nah. Can you just cut it off sooner if you start it sooner or something? Yeah. Damn it, Barry. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who's you know who's come through with that. And um, if you go to my my Instagram page, Blur Vision, Blur Dot Vision, um, uh, the link is there. Or if you type in, it's actually trending. So if you go on um, GoFundMe's main page and go to the search bar and type in Neko N E K O. Yes, my cat is named Cat in Japanese. <laughs> He's trending. Cat, yeah. Cat. <laughs> yeah, it's trendy, right? <laughs> um, just go in there and you know you'll find the campaign. You know, read it. You donate a dollar. You can just leave a comment. Um, anything helps. So Thanksgiving, 2016. I'm feeling good about it. Yeah. <laughs> so with that in mind and like feeling warm and fuzzy, let's get into what we're going to be talking about this week. Not much. <laughs> it's been a quiet week. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty slow weekend. Um, this whole week, not really much news that's fit to print. Not thinking, like, I don't think we should really go over. I mean, some trailers. Um, there's been no Legends and there's been no, no Arrow, Arrow this week. All we had was Supergirl and Flash and that was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, and we could go into that. Yeah, we definitely can. Break that wide open. We got a Star Wars trailer. We can go into that. And I think this week we'll go into um, kind of what I mentioned before about a new segment where we talk about things that we've seen or read mm-hmm. and kind of like relate it to each other. Yeah. Either warn us to not read it or watch it yeah. <laughs> or recommend it. You know what yeah. I mean? I have no idea what this segment will be called, but we will get to that when we get to that. Bird Talks. Wait, what? Bird Talks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into... Oh, actually, before we get into Star Wars, the Star Wars trailer iTunes reviews. Ooh. Haven't had one since like June. <laughs> <laughs> so for all those listening, you know, please go on there, rate and subscribe and all that good stuff. We're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Stitcher. Um, There's just, more to life than SoundCloud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, that's where I upload all our stuff too. So like that's, it, it filters out to the other platforms. Mm-hmm. So like I, I direct link SoundCloud on my Instagram page. But, you know, if you guys iTunes guys, go in there and view us. You know, it helps promote our podcast. It helps get us out there on the... Um, Binge it. Yeah, the, the trending yeah. boards and iTunes stuff like just that. Just leave it on. Even if you've already heard it, just go there and leave it on. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, guys, they work for Young Justice. They can work for Blurred Vision. Oh, my God. <laughs> Make Blurred Vision great again. Listen to us. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Renew us for season three, please. <laughs> yeah, four or five star, you know, something good. Don't give us one star. I'll cry. Seriously. He will <laughs> cry if something happens. Just message. Just message don't tell us. people that, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> message any of us and tell us what your problem is but please don't do one star don't be a yelp reviewer don't do that (laughs) sort of thing (laughs) so let's leave one star out of spite now which is like one star bad and that's it (laughs) i don't like you (laughs) you laugh too much one star it'll be me that wall dog guy sucks oh damn i'll write it okay the laugh too much is probably me i giggle way too much i'm sorry i'm a giggler (laughs) you say i'm a giggler and you immediately giggle i can't help it All right, I'm going to be super serious for the rest of the podcast. All right, Star Wars. <laughs> Damn it. So puppies. Yeah. Trust. I've got mixed feelings about this trailer. It's probably going to be the last trailer before Star Wars is released in about a month. I'm yeah, it's getting too it's close. the last trailer because sometimes that happens with the studio. is like, oh, movie comes out next week. Show, 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 show. And it's like, guys, I just saw the whole movie. Yeah, no TV spots. I'm done after this. Like, yeah. after this trailer, I'm not going to watch any more TV spots, any more, like, sneak peeks behind the scenes. I'm done. Nah, fuck that. I mean, Sam, like, what did you think of the trailer that we saw? Well, I'm not as much of a, like, full-on Star Wars fan. I kind of came into it late. Like, a lot of American comics, come to think of it. Um, I'm the same boat. Yeah. Same exact boat. Yeah. yeah, we have this in common, which I appreciate. I don't feel as bad about it. <laughs> Late bloomers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't 
know. I have mixed feelings about it, too. I think it's just a little bit boring for me. Like, there's, I feel like hmm. there was not very much balance between action and dialogue that actually prope- propelled the story. There was only really three lines that told me anything about the story. Mm, the rest okay. of it was just, like, action where I can maybe surmise what's going on or kind of guess the situation, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't much dialogue to support it. So it was kind of like... Say a thing, action. Say a thing, action. And I just don't feel very invested in it at this point. Hmm. Interesting. I, I think it's interesting that that's your complaint because I actually like that about st- uh, this trailer in particular, but Star Wars shows in general. I like right. that they try and give you like a vague idea of the plot right. without giving away too much. But so I, this is an instance so where like, but I do, yeah, I do. I see your point like, too. Though. I do sort of feel like with like with the last Star Wars movie, we kind of all knew all the tropes it was taking from from the older movies Mm -hmm. to like bring in like a new cast but they're kind of like doing the same basic storyline over again yeah um whereas this because it's a new story you need just a little bit more of cohesiveness which the dial with the dialogue you're going to pick and the scenes to be able to show enough of what's going on to get people interested so that's my complaint with like this particular one if they were doing this with new hope i wouldn't have had a problem with it in fact i didn't when they did a similar trailer Mm. brand new and also this one like the timing because chronologically, it's a prequel. Right. It's in between the original trilogy, so it's like, oh, where's the fit here? It's like before the first, before it's, New Hope. It's between, right. an, it's three before New Hope and after Revenge of the Sith. Between three and four, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, cool, this is new material that happened 20 years since it happened, but it's like, okay, what's happening? Yeah. And it's just, oh, Death Star's being built. There's a tactic, there's, there's ad-ads, there's like all these explosions. Like, Here's Felicity Jones. There we go, boom. Yeah. <laughs> movie. I mean, I personally know the plot is just because of the premise of, like, this is them building Death Star. So, yeah. right. beyond that, not really sure. I mean, we get more information in this trailer about Felicity like Jones' father and stuff like that. He built it. Uh, and, mm-hmm. like, I guess that plays into why she's needed for the rebellion in the first place. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, they need her to get to him and do something. Even though <laughs> right. we know that they can't destroy it because we have it in the next movie. Yeah. So, it's like, oh, great. Foregone conclusion. They give the warning, I guess. This is kind of like the Fly of Osiris for Star Wars. You ever mm. seen that um, the short from the Matrix, the yeah. Animatrix? Oh yeah. Yeah, where they warn them about the um, the coming the machine yeah. empire thing. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Maybe everyone dies in this movie to give them like the warning of the coming Death Star. If it does, mm-hmm. holy shit, ballsy. I mean, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it would be pretty dope, especially if it's Vader who just killed everyone. It's like, yep, became a badass again. Uh, before we get into Vader, because I want to talk about Vader. Oh boy! <laughs> if nothing else, I want to talk about Vader. But what did you? So what did you think of um, for a rating, Sam? Like if you had to give it a rating for the trailer, it's, and your excitement level. It's passable. It's passable. Yeah, I'm not that excited. Okay, yeah, you're not a super hardcore Star Wars fan, so that's no, that's a good I'm general not. audience review. Yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like I feel like the chances for me enjoying the actual movie once I get there are much higher than what the trailer is showing me right now. Yeah. But yeah. All right, Arsene, what about you? For me, it was definitely passable, too. It was, like, the way it just looks, the whole world of Star Wars, like, you feel it there. You feel, like, the history and the, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's present, but it's just, like, okay, what's the story? So I want to see more about that. Yeah. Like, how it develops and how it will surprise you. Because Star Wars movies do always have that element of surprise that you think it's one way and then you think it's another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, in the last one, it was like, oh, my God, Finn's the Jedi. It's like, nope, it's Rey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's cool. going to make it more interesting. And even just seeing Vader again. Like, yeah. Re- reclaiming the throne of badass. Oh, that's gonna be that. freaking epic. So, what'd you give for a rating? Passable. 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 Yeah. Passable. What about okay. you? I'm gonna say about you, Sam, where I'm not like a super hardcore Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, the first podcast we ever recorded for Blurred Vision was um, Star Wars Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. And even then, I think I, I mentioned that I'm not that huge on the original trilogy. 
but I do love the mythos of Star Wars. Right. So yeah. I, I love the there. tone of the trailer. I love um, what action we've seen. Mm-hmm. My actual real problem with the trailer is just the fact that they might have shown me too much. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. And not so much in terms of story. I, I, again, I like the fact that they keep things kind of vague. Yeah. In terms of scenes. And the things that they showed me in those scenes. Yeah, we didn't quite need to see that much of a collage of the entire yeah. sequences in the movie. This was kind of like we giving saw like you... one of each of like eight different scenes. Exactly, and then these are like the in caps on each of the scenes that kind of showed us in previous trailers. Yeah. So, like for example, the scene with um, Donnie Yen's character taking out all those stormtroopers, or at least fighting all those stormtroopers beforehand. But in this trailer, you find out that at the end of that fight, he gets helped by whoever yeah. one, one of the guys in the rebellion or whatever yeah. with his like his blaster so it's not even like he follows soldiers by himself and like i would have liked that reveal in the movie yeah right but now you're going to come on to that scene you're gonna be like oh i know what happens i'm like yeah kind of mentally tune out maybe before this i was actually minutes. going into thinking donnie yin was a jedi yeah I, yeah. yeah i thought maybe he was like a retired jedi like that like went underground after order 66 or whatever so I thought maybe he was going to take out all our stormtroopers. Like the big reveal was like, oh my God, this guy actually knows some shit. Yeah. yeah. Nah. nah. You took that away from me, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Since he's like blind. So it was like, oh my God, it's like a blind Neo. He's in touch with the force and just kicking everybody's ass. Yeah. Like, just, just some guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think he's in tune with the force, but he definitely is, but he's not maybe a not a Jedi. Nah. I think they might have also revealed that in like, like, um, I think I might have, remember hearing that about once where he's like, he's in tune, but he's not a Jedi. Yeah. Which is cool. It's like, okay. But that, that scene that specifically, one. yeah, I want that scene. <laughs> Don't take it away, again, man. Come on. Yeah, and the same thing with um some of the levity moments with the I forget his name, KS two O. I don't know the droid. Yeah, yeah. He's actually um a Empire droid that got reprogrammed for the rebellion. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's kind of an asshole and snarky. Yeah, which exactly. is awesome. Like I think we he might that. be. Yeah, we need a little more personality in those. Like a more interesting C three PO. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But they gave me two of his scenes too, with the grenade tossing it behind him, like mm-hmm. casually. That's such a good joke. It's like you could have just saved that. Yeah, and same thing with um, what was the other one? Um, uh, I think I wrote down here. I'll be there for you. The captain said I had to. <laughs> like, <laughs> like something yeah. like that. I'm like, oh man, that would have been better if you just left that for the movie, especially when we were or this close. Or just like one or the other, but not both. Yeah, exactly. But I mean. So that being said, like, I'm hoping there's still a lot of good stuff. Just like Doctor Strange, I'm hoping there's a lot of good stuff still in the movie. Yeah. There probably is. Yeah. I, I have faith in Star Wars. But at least for this trailer, that disappointed me. Yeah. So I, I'm with you guys. I would give it a passable, too. There's nothing that really super excited me. And you're circling back to Darth Vader. The big man himself. Bruh, if they had shown Darth Vader do something, I would have given this a high a high passable. Or uh, yeah. more than passable or a, uh, a perfect vision. It- but... If there would have been like a shot of him just like standing on on a freaking f- a tie fighter, just landing like that, not even putting it, just standing on it and just coming to the battle scene, oh, like in the clone side. Yeah. So, so. Dude. Like some epic silhouette too. It's like yeah. After, after the last time we've seen Vader. This is the third time I've seen the back of his head. Yeah. <laughs> third yeah. time. Yeah. I'm like, it's not exciting anymore. <laughs> yup, that's his head. After, <laughs> after oh, Ma- look at that head. <laughs> after Madden gets so- Skywalker, we need some more like original Vader. We really do. Like, let me ask you, what do you want to see Vader do in this movie? What What would be your ideal Vader scenario? I'm going to ask you first, Arsenio. I would honestly say, like, even if it's just a small scene, like, he's surrounded by the troops. It's like, oh, we're going to stop you. There's one in the comics. I remember seeing that online once where it's like, they're like, oh, you're trapped here. It's like, oh, I see a bunch of dead people. And he destroys the entire squadron like nothing. Like, bring that back. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I, so happy right I, now. You yeah. said that. I'm like, yes. I would sort of agree. Like, just... Something to remind you, I feel like, why he is so scary and yet so powerful. Because and erase that note. sort of yeah, 
it's sort of coming from like I rewatched the originals like couple, like two years ago or something like that fairly, fairly recently for me and there's sort of this kitschiness about Vader from the old original movies where like mm. you know he's supposed to be scary but he's not quite scary because we all know the story so well at this point <laughs> yeah. that Seems something to just like bring back that eeriness about him where he does feel like a threat because he's like kind of this cool character but I don't necessarily feel like he's a threat ever I don't know why it just he's one, he's I mean he's never so really done anything in the prequels yeah. yeah nothing scary really yeah exactly I mean that's also a budget thing he, he he had that really lame fight with Obi-Wan where like they both like tried to poke each other right <laughs> before we got all the, spin, like all the emo. spins we have in all yeah. the new fights yeah that's why I want to see I want to see Darth Vader in his prime with the new Star Wars aesthetic of like I want to see that man throw his lightsaber it like just spin around with the force cutting through people like yeah. uh, what's his name from um, Guardians of the Galaxy we did the whistle and the arrow just flew oh, through their yeah. necks I want to see that with the lightsaber with Darth Vader it'd be freaking epic yes that <laughs> would be just great just looking at them was like oh okay you're all choked bye <laughs> oh that'd be awesome so some, <laughs> some mass force choke like just oh uh, yes like oh one of the God. few good scenes from Lucy when, the, when the, all the people just drop like I want True. something like that yeah. with Vader that would be freaking dope. Yeah. Hoping. Yeah. 100% agreed. If they do, like, that would be also my ideal. And, I mean, overall, though, I like the trailer. I like the tone again. I like the action. The spaceship battles in this movie look a step above even yeah. Force Awakens. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that. They do. Yeah. They look really good. No lightsabers, though, apparently. So that's a major minus for me. Yeah. Well, next year we're going to have the episode eight. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. Eight, seven. So we'll have that. Kylo Ren versus Rey, part two. There we go. <laughs> this time, no shots to the gut to hinder him and have fanboys get enraged. More anger, more emo, more hot topic. Yeah. <laughs> more red nose from crying. <laughs> I'm Kylo Ren. <laughs> Just put the Lincoln Park in all of his scenes. It's even better. All right, let's move on. Uh, do you guys have any news topics you want to touch on? Because I got nothing. My barrel is, my bag of tricks is empty this week. It was a quiet week. I mean, Fidel Castro died. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, nerd. To talk about. Did Deathstroke kill him? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was Barry. As a resident Cuban, I'm like, okay. But uh, in terms of news, like that I saw a trailer a while back, the live action Full Metal Alchemist movie. Ooh. Oh, that's true. We never talked about that. That teaser came out, and I'm definitely intrigued. I mean, from the images, I mean, from just the teaser, it looks really dope. Yeah. yeah. The fight with the chimera, how the city looks, Ed's coat, like the detail was like, oh my God, how am I going to cosplay that? <laughs> it's really, it's really, really rich, which I'm glad they're going to do it. Because when you look at Format Alchemist, it's a great story. It's a great art style and great animation. But for an animation, it's kind of flat. You mm. know, a lot mm. of the colors in it are pretty flat, except for the occasional like watercolored gray background building or something like that. Yeah. But it looks... It looks like a real world. It looks like a real alternate version of our world from the little bit that we've seen. So I hope they really keep that up and they don't kind of fall into the cartoony sector that it's so easy to do with anime, with live action anime. Like what we're talking about was so cool about the Ghost in the Shell trailer is that it feels like a real like cyberpunk Tokyo that yeah. feel, has yeah. depth. I really hope they do something like that. Not cyberpunk, but just give it that depth, give it that extra realness so it doesn't just feel like a stage for like an anime scenario. Yeah, I think the what would be really interesting to me is see how they handle the humor. Because yeah. yeah. like for me, like the, the to see the humor of Film Alchemist translate to live action might look a little weird to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true, because they did use a lot of like humor effects that are very anime. Yeah. It was very to like the chibi moments and like the over-the-topness. 
where it refreshes from all the depressing and the drama of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the last, movie looks pretty dark. I don't yeah. know how they're going to handle the levity in it. It might and be like a last airbender effect with... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, because it makes me think of um, the Phoenix right live-action movie that <laughs> Arsenio saw yeah. a while back. You ever seen that? There's a, Fe- a Phoenix Wright live-action movie? Yes. yes, there is. It's hilarious. <laughs> how does that work? For anyone, who, for anyone who doesn't know about Phoenix Wright, it's based on a series of lawyer games where you p- play the lawyer Phoenix Wright or in a spinoffs like Ace Attorney, I mean, not Ace Attorney, Apollo Justice, um, et cetera, et cetera, but there's a live action movie, so you're following the events of the video game. And it's and the video games are really funny, hmm. um, but in the movie, they like, somebody somebody says something that's supposed to be humorous because the judge is always like really dense and yeah. like is say, like saying like the obvious things, right? And the whole, the whole courtroom, they literally fall. Like anime fall, oh, like no. tip over. But it's in live action, so it looks so weird. Oh no. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Like it's yeah, hard to translate really anime humor. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I don't know how they would do like the whole Ed grabbing people and spinning them around at full speed. Yeah, or even just his short jokes where he's like, "I'm puny" and stuff like that. Like, I'm just thinking of like the waving arms and like the angry faces when he's exactly. like really badly drawn because he's like, "Who are you calling to run so tiny that?" It, it might like, come off like a that. tantrum if it's a live action person. You know what I mean? Yeah, like not humorous as much as in the yeah. anime. It depends on if they actually put some effects in it. I don't know what their budget is like. Maybe they're spending it all on the chimeras, or maybe they have a lot more to spend because there is some of that stuff where. You could kind of fudge it yeah. and make it a hybrid in a cool way, not in a scary yeah, way. Japan's live action movies always tend to be pretty decent, like the Death Note movies and even Attack on Titan, with how many changes it did to the story. Yeah. Visually, you're like, oh, I remember that scene, I remember that scene. Mm-hmm. What I am scared about, because I still cry to this day, Nina. Uh, oh, more. oh my god. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That still haunts my dreams, goddammit. Fuck you, Shot Tucker. Happy Father's Day. Oh, God. <laughs> that joke comes around every year. I hate it. Best dad ever. Oh, God. And word, I love you. <laughs> Seeing those depressing scenes in live action is going to be pretty tough to watch. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't feel about making these jokes with my cat. Not- <laughs> oh, my God. God Did you take it. your cat to a real hospital or like... He's an alchemist. <laughs> I'm gonna come here next week and accuse my cat. Like, they said it was the only way to fix him. <laughs> if your doctor's last name is Tucker, right. <laughs> Welcome to Blur Vision. No. Oh my no. god. No. It's, it's not Halloween. <laughs> I can see, like, it panning to the left, and you just see Arsenio and Sam's face just in shock. Like, <laughs> just terrified. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, all right, our next segment. Before we get into the DCTV of this week, let's talk about things that we've seen, things that we've read. I don't know. I don't got a name for this, guys. Uh, I'm riding on the spot here. Help me out. What you seen, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the name. What you see? What you see? Channel that diamond back. Yo, oh my God. It's so Can you dig it? What you seen? What you saw? Let's <laughs> so what you seen, Sam? <laughs> oh, my God. We're going with this. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll just do it. Um, I read a really great comic recently, actually, that I came across by accident. Um, the writer is Majori Lu, L-U-I is L-I-U. L-I-U is how you spell her last name. Okay. It's called Monstrous. It's really good. It came out as issues, um, but now the first volume is out. And it's kind of steampunk mixed with, like, 
medieval era mixed with like all these old Japanese folklore that and Celtic folklore that deals with animals. Huh. So the idea is that there was a great war between the Arcanics and the humans. Okay. And the Arcanics are come from what happened when humans copulated with deities. Mm. So they became like these kind of like animalistic people with powers. So they might have a full like standing up body, but they might have like cat fur and like a cat face. So they're these like hybrids or they might look full human, but have kind of weird powers. Interesting. Mm. And there's a lot of like racial elements in it where like in one clan, which they call them, I forget what they call them. I think they do call them the witches, but they're mixing like nun terminology and witch terminology to like make it a coven of like sisters basically. So you have both elements of those going on. And they take the Arcanics and experiment on them. And there's just kind of, like, some things about, like, slavery in there and what does humanity mean and what does, like, what gives you a soul and a humanity's rights, even if you're an Arcanic and how close are you or far are you from your humanity when you're in that position. Interesting. And so it's really, really cool. And the main character is someone who has this, like, dark power inside of her. She's an Arcanic, and she doesn't understand it, so she breaks into the Witch Coven by being taken as, like, an Arcanic slave to be experimented on to find out more about how she got that power. So she's fighting the monster inside that is also getting stronger. And there's this really cool turning point where they sort of have to work together, and they are two different beings and like he or it is in her body but he has to like work with her because it's her body but she needs his power to like get out of all these situations i mean i'm feeling like a naruto qb vibe here <laughs> a little right? bit yeah, right. a little cool. bit yeah sold, sold. yeah <laughs> so it's really dark it's a little bit gory but like you know if anyone's squeamish it's not that bad it's it's all drawn out it's and never this is coming from bad. samia who is like the queen of i am i am really squeamish but it is just so beautiful i mean like just flip through it even if you don't buy it, just look for it on the shelves. I found it in Barnes and Noble, so it's everywhere by now. Oh, cool. But it was just, it's a really, really cool title. I was really surprised by it. And I haven't gotten drawn in by something so mystical for a while. How many issues is it? Or... It's one full volume. I don't know when the second one is coming out, but they got like three issues ahead of the first volume. Okay. Because oh, nice. it started like a year and a half ago, I think. It's pretty new. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. That's yeah. great. Definitely want to check it out. Yeah. What about you, Arsene? What you see? <laughs> what you <laughs> see? What you read? <laughs> the what segment where we talk about things we've seen and read. <laughs> what you see? <laughs> you so ignorant. <laughs> nah, for me, one of the things I've been enjoying the most recently is uh, Batman the Telltale's game series. Uh, I really wanted to get into that. Oh, it's yeah. I play all the Walking Dead ones. Yeah. yeah. If anyone's familiar with the Walking Dead, like the Telltale games, or even the Wolf Among Us, mm. Telltale's has this way of like doing the story where all your choices really matter, so you have the chance to replay, but they don't pull punches with the story. Mm. Holy shit. This, honestly, thing might be one of my new favorite Batman stories. They mm-hmm. provide a new, fresh take on the story, the characters. Really? It's when yeah. Batman's still relatively young. He's doing it for a few years. Mm-hmm. So he has like, his first meets like, Catwoman, then he's like, you see like Mayor Harvey Dent coming in and all this stuff, and Oswald Cowlpod. Yeah. Who they made him this time, they read his arm, that where he's not like the big Cockney bastard, but he's like skinny, svelte. He looks more like the one from Gotham. Okay. But a little bit more of a badass. Like they were still rich, and then they they pull a lot of interesting twists with the story. I'm not going to review anything for everyone who check it out, but you will see the Waynes in a whole different light. You get really? stuff on the parents, especially Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. Even classic characters like Vicky Vale. They rewrite the characters in a different way that you're like, okay, I did not see that one coming. 
And in a good way. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because there's a lot of times where they give like more backstory to Thomas Wayne and like alternate Earths where I'm just like, me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather know less, but if yeah. it's, you say it, it sounds, it's good. Then it's, yeah. Like, it'll ch- shake your foundation of what you know, but again, it's like, it's an alternate reality. It's an alternate storyline. It's another Earth. So you, they could do, have the liberty to do all these different things, right. but it's still in the theme of Gotham and like corruption and the seeds of the underworld, like mm-hmm. how much is going too far and then your choice of, as Batman, do you be fully aggressive and like mm. break this guy's leg to show your intimidation and your fear? <laughs> <laughs> or are you like a more relaxed cop and he's like, listen, no, I got this. I'm chill you. Batman today. <laughs> and I do, I do want to point out because I've been playing it with Arsenio, one of the cool consistent choices you have to make in different situations is if you're going to go confront a character you need information from as Batman mm. or as Bruce Wayne. Mm. So you're deciding which character to play, which is going to change how you can get information out of somebody. And that does change how the story progresses. Or um, There's smaller changes, too. Like when you're talking to characters, you build different relationships with them. Mm. So in other games, when you have a good relationship with one character, they might come and save you yeah. at some point or save another character. If you have a bad relationship with them, well, then it goes the other way. So it's just really cool that you get to change how you do your detective work. That's as really Batman. cool. My temptation to pick Batman in every instance would probably be really strong. <laughs> like, really strong. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Ben Affleck look where he's looking at the suit, like, that level of strong. <laughs> yeah. And the character designs are pretty cool. Like, Batman's got a very, like, armor-type look. Mm-hmm. Kind of missing, like, the BVS with, like, the uh, the Arkham series game, oh, okay, like, yeah. Arkham Origins, where it's bulky, but it works. To, but his tech in that game is insane. Like, yeah. Remember in, like, in the Arkham games where you recreate a whole crime scene? Mm-hmm. You do that, you connect different points. Like, okay, this happened because of this. This character died because of this matter. Yeah, and then you, there's even like there's like a little bit of text. Like if you're a Batman fan, like he could just scan stuff with his hands, and it's like oh, or like press his fingers against the glass to hear conversations. I'm like oh, Batman Beyond. Oh, that's cool. That's so yeah. Sweet. Uh, little little touches like that. I love the best thing about it, the Batmobile. It is my favorite of the Batmobile for one specific reason. It transforms into his regular car. Oh, he's like sports car. His, like oh, really? He's driving yes. around like oh. in, a red, in a red Lambo. Presses the switch, turns into the Batmobile. That's fucking awesome. It's so amazing. Also, why haven't I seen that in a movie yet? I was, you think I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> Yeah, no, the really cool thing is that they really make Batman and Bruce Wayne two sides of the exact same coin. Like, mm. everything that's happening to one person is exactly happening to the other, instead of kind of what we see even in movies, where it's like, he's Bruce Wayne for a second to talk to Alfred, and then he's Batman, and then he does some arbitrary stuff, and then he goes back to being Bruce Wayne to, like, you know, for, for some weird reason, but you really feel what his life would be like as this dual identity. Wow. Which you, I've never seen anyone explain well, even in comics. Batman role-playing? This is awesome. Yeah. Why haven't I gotten this on PS4 and Xbox One, stuff like yeah. that? There's yeah. already four episodes out, and the finale is coming out like in two months, I believe. They've been coming out pretty quick. Oh, so I need to get on this. So yeah. <laughs> if, if you want to get it now, or if you just want to wait till all episodes come out and just get it all together in one blow. Yeah. But fun fact, the voice of Lucius Fox is the same voice actor from the Walking Dead games from the first game. Protagonist. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. What's his name? Oh, I forgot his name. Broke my heart, but I'm trying to remember. Yeah, when he died. Yeah. Spoilers. Oh <laughs> Spoilers for the Walking Dead first game. <laughs> but, oh, it's my God. Years. Yeah. Oh, that's, wow. I need to check that out, man. Like, Telltale's, they, their games are definitely a unique style. But if you're a story person and like just want to see like how your choices can matter, like you'll get hooked instantly. I didn't even ask you guys, how, what did you rate it? Like, what did you rate Batman? Damn, you're perfect. So far, it's perfect. Perfect? Yeah. yeah. And I would say that for Wolf Among Us, too. Yeah. That, that, and that also introduced me to a whole new comic series. If anyone's, if anyone's ever read the Fable series, yeah. definitely check it out. It's like a whole new twist on like the whole fairy tales, Living Amongst Us. Yeah. And like Wolf Among Us, I like, introduced you to that in like, the very like, 
film noir style, the shots, the angles, and the way they do characters. You're like, I played part of that, but I fell off just because, like, I don't know. I, I couldn't stick with the story. I liked it. It was a really good game. Yeah. But mm. I guess without, like, the, the, the connection to some overall overarching universe, like Walking Dead or Batman, I just, yeah. like, lost interest. Yeah. But I liked the, like, the grim, dark fairy tale aspects of it. It was cool. Yeah. Well, what helps with that, too, is, like, just being aware of the previous premise like all the fables are in new york hiding out yeah you know and like once you know that then it kind of becomes a game of like who's gonna show up and what the hell are they gonna be like i mean like in the fable (laughs) comics like cinderella's a spy i believe overseas yeah. Like, that was not the Cinderella of my childhood, but I want this Cinderella. <laughs> I want the one that is like, you know what? Prince Charming's actually kind of a dick. I'm going to go get government secrets overseas and bring it back. Just need to get on this, like, now. Uh, all right, so I guess we'll wrap it up with uh, what I've seen. What you seen, Jordan? <laughs> what you seen, Blur? What you read? Uh, I read a book. I read three books, actually. Oh, my God. Yeah. What books were they? Uh, the Reckoners by Brandon Sanderson. Oh, cool! I don't know if you guys heard of that author. I don't read, so I had before this book. I never heard of him. <laughs> you should but... see the look on my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan read what? I don't read words. <laughs> hey, manga. The black guy sounds so illiterate right now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's did like the Mistborn series. It's all fantasy stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Wheel of Time. That's a really big series of Ooh. fantasy books, but I've never read them. Um, and the Infinity Blade is so sad. The Infinity Blade books I did know about. I don't know if you guys remember that iPhone game with the like the app with the the knight who would just die over and over again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He wrote the books for that. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't know those had books. I didn't either until <laughs> until Brandon Sanderson came in my life. <laughs> the Reckoner series. The Reckoner series. Reckoner. Um, I'm specifically going to talk about the premise for Steelheart, which is the first book. Uh-huh. But it's a trilogy that goes from Steelheart to Firefight Calamity, and there's a side story between uh, the first book and the second book called Mitosis. That fills mm-hmm. in a little bit of like the in between between both books. Um. I give this series a perfect, Ooh, cool. and I don't say this lightly. No, like, you don't. <laughs> for for one book, much less three, to hold my attention, it, it has something going for it. Like, yeah. it, not only was it a very easy read, um, it wasn't. It was it was a good balance between being an easy read, but also an interesting and just detailed enough read. Okay. Where like things like action sequences would flow. Cool. Like I've read some books oh, where like good. they go too deep into detail for like certain like um And then the knife shining with its silver ray. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which which is so like flowery and beautiful when you read it, but yeah, at the but same after time after a while it's like, come on, yeah, did he stab him or not? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> did he stab him? Like three paragraphs later, and he's dead. Oh fuck. <laughs> I gotta go back and reread what happened. <laughs> How did this happen? Yeah, no, but it's like it's it's fast paced enough where like the action scenes flow. Nice. So it feels like reading a comic book, but in book form. Nice. So that's why it hooked me cool. for three books. Nice. <laughs> um, I would recommend this. I, if anyone out there is listening, this needs to be a Netflix series, like some kind of short film series or something mm-hmm. like that, because it hits home in two different things that is very popular right now in our current zeitgeist of America. Oh, Superheroes and zombies. Ooh. Oh, zombies wow. only in the sense that, all right, maybe not zombies, apocalyptic scenarios. Yeah. This series is a superhero apocalypse. Oh, oh cool. Shit. Yeah. And not like in the, Jordan, what do you mean superhero apocalypse? You're talking about like X-Men apocalypse superhero apocalypse where it's like, oh, the superheroes are fighting a totalitarian villain regime or you're talking the about. The apocalypse is nigh. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One of those millions of apocalypse scenarios you've seen in whatever amount of superhero movies or whatever. Yeah. No, this is a different take on superhero apocalypse where just by virtue of people having powers, they become villains. 
So oh, think wow. gaining powers yeah. is the equivalent of Going becoming insane. a zombie. Yeah. It's it, it brings out the worst in you. And there's some layers of, you know, you could probably already put that together in your mind. Oh, people who gain extraordinary powers become corrupt. Mm-hmm. There you Power go. Corrupts. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, it's it's that on a surface level, but they never really hammer that point home. It's 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 more about the characters and the mystery of the world and how things like came to be rather than it be about um driving some kind of like, you know, some point home. It doesn't get yeah. too preachy. It, exactly. It does not get preachy at all. Yeah. Um the story follows the main character named uh David Charleston. I forgot his name, it's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> But the basic premise is David Charleston growing up in this world where everyone just, it's an inciting event creates a superhero worldwide creation event. So think like Terror Genesis of like Inhumans Mm -hmm. or think like just one day heroes just start being born. In this case, kind of, yeah, this this (laughs) book has its own particle accelerator being that one day, a weird star just appears in the middle, like it just appears in the night sky. Mm-hmm. People refer to it as calamity because when it appeared, superheroes start getting powers. Mm. The story follows David Charleston, this young kid who one day is going to a bank with his father, and this is in the boom of the superhero like creation era. Right. So there's already heroes flying around doing stuff, but you know some are becoming vigilantes. Yeah. You know some are becoming villains. It's it's the basic premise of any superhero like, kind of story. where we are now with a lot of our stories exactly exactly cool. um so we're in a bank and just like any other superhero story a villainous character comes into the bank and literally starts evaporating people vaporizing them with the point of their finger oh, the guy's name is death point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i love i love this series because the names are so corny superhero but like oh think of God. like if it's our world and people yeah. got superpowers you would get those cornballs. It's like, what's your power? I kill people by pointing at you. What's your name? I don't know, Death Point. Yeah. <laughs> Cisco Ramon is rolling somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> I got the lame name. Who's on charge of this? Yeah. So the guy walks in and starts pointing at people, vaporizing them nonstop. Um, David and his father take to, they, they hide away. Yeah. Um, and the Superman of this world shows up. Dubs Steelheart, and he dubs himself in that moment that he's Steelheart. <laughs> oh my god! Because in the normal thing, you would think, "Oh, Superman's here to save us," but he shows up, and the people are like, "Who the hell is this?" He's like, "I'm Steelheart. That's why." <laughs> <laughs> and he's literally a guy in jeans. They describe it as this: he's yeah. a guy in jeans, basically, and a black T-shirt, but with a cape. <laughs> wow. My man. But think wow. of like a broad-shouldered, like if Henry Cavill was wearing that. Yeah, exactly. Like, so he looks like Superman, but he's just a guy in normal street clothes wearing a cape. Yeah. <laughs> so like rebirth Superman. When you just have the yeah, basically, yeah, like early day Superman. Yeah, he comes in, has his battle with Death Point, destroys him like point blank. Period. Nice Turns point. to the David's father, who goes to like basically be like, "Hey, thank you so much for saving yeah. us." He looks at his father and goes, "Get out of my way, puny human!" Oh my Ooh. god! This is the world of Steelheart. Yeah, everyone's powers are called epics, and if mm-hmm. you're an epic. Like I said, the worst part of personality come out, and you literally look at everyone who's not an epic as something less than human, oh something God. below you to be stepped on. They look at you as no more than an ant, and that's mm-hmm. just the baseline. There are different levels of like, heroes in this world where there are something called high epics, mm-hmm. where those are your supermen. Those are the ones where they have some kind of a level of invulnerability. Mm-hmm. So um, they have some level of invulnerability, and there's other epics that are like kind of like their underlings. But basically, this world becomes a hierarchy of think um old man logan it does yeah. become a world like that but it's the heroes who are the villains mm. and there are no heroes to, to defeat these people so what happens is people 
form rebellions. And David Charleston mm-hmm. becomes part of that rebellion. And he does so because in that moment when he turns around to uh, David's father and calls him a puny human, police come in, start attacking Steelheart, and he's invulnerable, but one bullet grazes his cheek. Uh, oh. So he can see that so he there's is. A, he has a weakness. Yeah. The plot of um, the entire trilogy is basically finding out the weakness of high epics because you can't right. defeat in high epic without the kryptonite right so it's kind of like a i'm not even sure like a it's like a sherlock holmesian kind of thing where you're trying to figure out like okay we've got these things that he's done we got we got this information about where like what he was as a person mm-hmm. and you try and figure out what the person's weakness is based on their personality and their past mm. mm-hmm. so the entire first book is about david trying to take down steelheart because in that firefight Steelheart kills everyone in that building because they find out that he has a weakness. Oh, and shit. without, like, he doesn't oh, want anyone to God. know what that weakness is. So he kills everyone, everyone in that bank except for Charles or David, David Charleston. <laughs> 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 so the entire book, um, at least the first one, is literally just joining up with the rebellion and going to figure out a way to defeat the new leader of Chicago. Chicago, which is called New Cago, when Star takes it over. Oh my God. <laughs> All original names, people. He goes, <laughs> I'm gonna redub this New Chicago because new. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a really great read, and from there, it just it it's a series of questions. It goes mm-hmm. from okay, uh, here's this mystery, let's figure this out. Here's this mystery, let's figure this out. And it's I love the book because it's always a thing where because it has this very familiar premise. Right. It's always a moment where you think it's gonna go right. But it goes left. Mm-hmm. Nice. So it's like, in a normal narrative, this story would typically take this turn. Yeah. But it doesn't. And then it creates a series of questions for you to kind of ask yourself throughout the rest of the book and the series. That's cool. I'm sold. And it wrapped up pretty satisfying. Mm-hmm. And in a, something like this, where it's like Lostian kind of, yeah. I would kind of liken it to um, Westworld as well, where it's like asking a lot of questions, like just like Lost. Right. It did manage to wrap up the questions in a satisfying way. Yeah. So I That's highly good. recommend, yeah. if you love superheroes... <laughs> And if you love apocalyptic scenarios, give it a list, give it a, a read. Uh, Steelheart, Firefight, and Calamity. All books are already out. Calamity just came out early this year, and I read it literally like the first month it came out. Nice. Cool. Kinda okay. Rem- kind of reminds me of when like Heroes first came out. It was like similar premises, like people suddenly getting powers and how they changed with that. But with the post-apocalyptic scenario, you have a whole different like angle to it. Especially if they're all like they all get powers and they all turn into assholes. Like, damn. Do yeah. Do you want to get powers? That's the and that question does come up multiple times because the main character is a fanboy. Mm-hmm. He before that event he looked mm-hmm. up the superheroes, mm-hmm. so he's just thinking back of his mind where like he likes superheroes and he has hope for them because his father did. His father was also very much hopeful. Like yeah. there's there's these villainous heroes that come out right now, these villainous epics. But when the villains rise, the heroes will rise. Mm-hmm. So you're waiting the entire series for who are the heroes? Will there yeah. be people with powers that will rise up? Will that actually happen? Will there or will it just have to be humans? Will humans have to rise up to defeat these superpowered beings? Right. It's very cool. That's yeah. awesome. Very different. That is. Yeah, that's a good mix of story points. Yeah. And it's original premise. I would love to see that if it ever comes to like Netflix or something like Please that. Please Netflix. Yeah. Get it out of my mind. Get it off the page. <laughs> <laughs> I want to actually see Petition, it visually. Petition tonight. Go. Yeah. All right, let's ro- jump right into DC TV. Oh, did you want to talk about Luke Cage at all? Or do you want to wait until you wrap it up? I mean, I just have one more episode to go, so I don't know if it's better or worse to talk about it right now. Because it's fresh in my mind. Yeah. But we could talk about everything when I'm done. Mm. It's up to you. It's your call. 
You can talk about stuff I you see now and then like his put costume the costume at the end. Of the <laughs> well, she right now. My God. Oh my God. No bueno. No bueno. No bueno. No. <laughs> I will say episode twelve was like probably one of my favorite episodes of the series. Because you see kind of all the players starting to move to their conclusion. Yeah. But there's parts of it that that just move in a really cool way. Like Luke goes into the bodega and he stops a robbery in progress. And then Method Man is there. And then they kind of have a Mm. cool conversation. And I was... (laughs) After like the last four episodes, I was like, "This is what was missing from the last four episodes." Oh my god, you hit it on the head, and you know yeah. why you hit it on the head? Because in this last few episodes, or like specifically episode we just talked about, it yeah. was about the community again. Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what made Luke his like first episode so good. The first seven or so were yeah. about the community, exactly. <laughs> and then eight, nine, ten is about shrapnel. Yeah, <laughs> and Raya's oh dumbass. God. It's about quoting freaking Bible quotes that make no sense. Yeah, and Misty is psycho analysis for like three episodes yeah that dragged out a lot because like even watching this again with Sam I'm just like wow I do not remember these segments like I literally either fell asleep and just kept going <laughs> I blanked that out a lot yeah it's just not memorable at all it doesn't stick with you because it's just not interesting yeah like when we were watching like the the shrapnel episodes and him like getting it all out like I was literally working on cosplay it's like <laughs> yeah you pay I'm like I sing the sun what happens wait what I don't remember that. I mean I was working on cosplay it was my first time but I had to like re-sofer to my back cat suit and I didn't miss much. <laughs> didn't you're like what's a better use of my time right now I was like I don't need to see him dipped in acid I can just hear about the fact that Reva isn't perfect that oh also that twist was stupid. Yeah. The whole premise of that in, in Jessica Jones was he loved his wife. Then all of a sudden this freaking show was like, you know what? I she like the idea major. of her. Yeah, he's like, ah, she was alright. I really, I really feel like the writers were like, you know what? We we got too good too fast. Like we can't let anybody be perfect. So like now we need to smear her name. Yeah, now that we're gonna it's use like, her. Nigga, I'm your brother. It's not a good enough of a twist. We need another one. Oh, that twist was also, stupid too. There's, but there's weird pacing things too. Like I was talking to Arsenio and it really, I mean, talk about feeling like they just needed to stretch it for to 13 episodes for no goddamn reason. Because he has the flashbacks and you see the women looking at each other, both of their mothers in, in like Luke's flashbacks in the church when he goes back there. Mm-hmm. And you can tell. You can pretty much put together, that's oh, awesome. that's his mom, but, like, that's also Stryker's mom, and they're having an affair, and these two are married. You yeah. can put it all together and then just show his face with his realization, but he shows his face, he talks about it, you know. <laughs> nurse right. player, As if it was, like, a huge mystery. Like, like, <laughs> they should have told you, like, yeah, well, they, they, a lot of things should have happened to these people, but, like, nobody talks because it's Marvel. And then, <laughs> and then they talk about it again when Stryker's telling Boone about it. Yeah. Boone? Yeah, Boone. Um, right before he kills him in the club when and during the hostage situation. Yeah. So he talks about all the details, and it's like, we could have put it together and then heard Stryker tell the story an episode later. And we all would have known the same amount, but instead we spent like an extra three minutes on it. And they do that with a couple of different things, and it just really gets to me. I 100% agree with you. It's, I, I, I'm looking at your face right now, and it's, it's amazing to see where you've been and where you are now. Like the slow decline of Luke Cage. I was just like, I want to love you. Let me love you. The man in the community helped it out, but Jesus Christ, those episodes. That bulletproof love rap, though. Oof. Yeah, that was dope. That was amazing. It went right back to like what made Luke Cage great. It was like just that the interplay between the music and the imagery and like yeah, it, I mean it powerful when they're handing out the the, the um 
the hoodies that are like have the bullets in it. Yeah. Or the bullet holes in it. That was incredible. Or even, like, Shit, it's here. The first one that you see with the hoodie is like the cop that let him go. And it's like, oh, what's up? Exactly. It's like, yeah. there you go. That's the impact that Luke Cage has. Granted, he's not the hero for hire, but like that's what keeps it like the community. Like Harlem is such a community. Everyone knows each other, no matter where they've been. Like it keeps that in the story. Mm-hmm. So much focus, so much about Diamondback and going back to George. It's like, and then the B list, and then the B list Arrow villain shows. <laughs> Oh my John God. Diggle's Earth 4 counterpart. Jesus Christ, it's so bad. That it's suit. It's so bad. And get, why is it olive green? Well, it's comic, it's comic accurate. accurate. Yeah. But, God, but it's not comic accurate because he did not have a discount Power Rangers outfit on. <laughs> the whole comic. So bullshit. I would have preferred that snakeskin shit with the yellow shirt. That's comic accurate. Uh, actually, she's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> She's not like a little trying to make it more realistic, made it more corny. Like, it's like, like guys, I can understand Daredevil not running around in bright red spandex. Like, I'm all with the tactical gear because yeah. the man gets shot like every five seconds, or even like Luke Cage, like having his classic costume for like a split second. He's like, I look like a damn fool. <laughs> but it's, but also he's like, oh, it's Hammer Tech. It's all specially made. And I'm like, did they offer you a list of colors? Like, I would think that I would think <laughs> with tech like this. Oh hell no. Nah. There's not really a whole lot of choice. Like, oh, I need it in green. Like, no, it only comes in gray because it's fucking titanium and, like, alien material. Does it come in striped yellow? Oh, God. All right, I'll wait for your rating for until uh, next week when we actually, you finish it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good to know that, you know, we weren't wrong. Our predictions that, yeah. hmm, it's not going well for her. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like my own personal subplot right here. It really is. Episodes. It's kind of like, I could review your review of this, like, just watching your arc. <laughs> so interesting to watch <laughs> what's gonna happen next time on Sam's Luke Cage experience alright let's get into Supergirl and Flash wrap this up right. Supergirl Sam did you watch it nope not this week but damn it <laughs> but I did watch um, the scenes where Alex comes out to Kara oh okay because I think? was curious about it okay so the thing is is that one of my best friends who happens to be gay okay. was offended by this scene oh no <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! So, right. And you know, I asked him why, and he said that it just made him uncomfortable. That it was uncomfortable to watch, and I'm like, okay, like maybe he's a little touchy. But was it because it was too real? What? Like, was that the reason? I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. I'm just asking. No, no. I, if I no, was, I know. You know. So like, I was. I just held off and decided to watch it by myself, and I hated how they handled it. Okay. Because it didn't like they they make the point that Kara's uncomfortable because. You know, she, Alex was always there for her, and maybe she's part of the reason that Alex repressed these feelings. Okay. That is fine, but the way Kara actually acted out that scene was like she was uncomfortable with her sister liking women. I think that was the point, though, to like throw you off, because that was like it was it was literally but that's offensive. Yeah, it's offensive. I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. This I was, is my mm. this is my problem with Supergirl consistently, though, is that I feel like whenever they try and tackle topics, they don't really know how to do it perfectly well Hmm. like they always kind of do it like the way they think they're supposed to i feel like it's a kid who thinks they're doing exactly what they're supposed to do but never quite understands why like someone who understands why that scene is important would have directed that much more carefully and handled it a bit better to help the actress pull off the level of discomfort she needed to feel but instead Hmm. it came off as discomfort equals disapproval and I've come into this problem because I've had friends who came out to me and because my initial reaction was like, oh, you are? Oh, well, 
like, and I would be fine with it. I would be like, that's fine. But because of my weird dismissiveness of it, like it's a normal thing, they would think I was dismissing the fact that they're gay. Mm. So there's a lot of gray areas when somebody is coming out to someone else. Yeah. And that just kind of fell into the trope of like, it's not normal, therefore there's discomfort. So I know that they're trying huh. to throw you off, but there's a way to do it that would have been a little bit less offensive. Mm. Well, I, I guess is in my uninformed straight male opinion. <laughs> I I mean, I've had friends coming out to me in a similar way. So I yeah. for me it resonated. Yeah. Um again, I'm not gay. <laughs> so I, I looking at that scene, I don't know how I would feel coming mm-hmm. out to someone. Mm-hmm. But again, as a straight male, having that moment of where I thought that's why Supergirl was uncomfortable. Right. Me I, I could I could dial into that because right. I know people who would act like that. Right. So to have the reveal be, oh, it's not really that she feels like, like weird about that. She's actually concerned because, oh, you never actually got a chance to experience your own life, but like you mm-hmm. always had to be so involved with my own secrets. That, like I never dialed into you and what your needs were. Right. I think that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but now you're saying it's offensive. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm, is it offensive? Well, because I feel I like they handled Alex's explanation of like, oh, I pushed these feelings down. And that whole segment of the scene I thought was done really well. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's precisely what resonated with me because that's yeah. exactly what my friends no, sound explained to me. I absolutely think that was done well. It was just that first half where Kara's just kind of the reacting fake out. to it. The fake out. Because... She is reacting to the idea of sexual feelings for another woman. Mm. And she's asking questions that are kind of related to, you know, have you felt like this before? Have you? Th- it's kind of going into a sexual territory where it's like, that's not really her business. Her business is like, your sister's coming out to you. How does that make her feel? Mm. And she doesn't really get to that very quickly. She's kind of like dealing with her own conception of it first. Isn't that realistic as a person, though? Well, I think as a TV show, though, you have a responsibility. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm doing this thing where it's like, no, even if it's okay. wrong, can it be right? discussion. As a TV show, you have a responsibility that if you're going to tackle this, you have to tackle it in a way that helps other people see what's a more supportive way to react, you know, when you're dealing with that. Like, we can see her struggle with the concept of it, but the fact that she's doing it in front of her sister that she loves means... Is her discomfort really a higher priority than the discomfort her sister's going through for having yeah. to even come out? Mm. You know, like, she various. shouldn't be important at all. Like, her emotional st- state for that shouldn't be important at all. It's Alex's emotional state that's the problem because she's the one coming out. And there is this tendency to kind of, like, side with the person that's where someone's coming out to them. And this happens when you see people in shows like coming out about like sexual abuse or things like that. You see like how people are handling it yeah. more than you see the emotional state of the person who's been abused. And I'm not saying it's the same thing, but it's just problematic in TV shows in general. So I was disappointed to see it in this. Very interesting. I also would like to know what your thoughts were if like you maybe had seen like, or watched the show regularly mm-hmm. to kind of know the characters better. Like, because yeah. you're watching this cold, right? So yeah. you're seeing, like... A little bit. Yeah, you're seeing exactly, like, the, the characters coming out and, like, how they're handling it. But you don't know, like, prior how these characters acted toward each other and, like, their interactions and stuff like that. Well, I've seen... I mean, I haven't seen it all the way through, but I've seen a lot of their interactions as sisters from, like, the first two episodes. So I have, like, the foundation of their yeah, relationship. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I maybe... Know. I don't know. Also, maybe I have that bias because I have seen the first season, like, up to this point. So I feel like I've got as cheesy as it sounds. Be like I know a fake character. 
don't know what they've been. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I don't know. In that moment, it, it, it felt real because I felt like it was, I don't know. It, it just resonated with me, I guess, in the same way because I felt like I knew them. And for mm-hmm. her to come out in the same way that I felt like a person that I didn't know come out to me in the same mm-hmm. way, it just it felt real. I guess I wasn't really thinking on a deeper level, like you're saying, like a responsibility to kind yeah. of showcase it in a better way. Because I, I will admit, it was a straight up fake out. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. a fake out just for those just people for who might off. be thinking that, who might be thinking like, oh, that's the expected reaction for somebody going, oh my God, you're gay? Oh my God, all right, well, I'm comfortable yeah. now. But and maybe that's like cheap. Yeah. Maybe it is. Yeah. But I would also sure think most people are dumb. <laughs> most people are that generic person who would go like me. I, you know, I'll say I'm dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting there going, okay, yeah, that's the normal reaction. Oh, but it's not. So maybe it's more effective with those people who are like me, who are expecting that reaction mm-hmm. um, from the typical person. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> who is this? I mean... I- I can see why you would say that. I think it's just more that there's also, like, the segment of the population that is going to go, like, like my friend who yeah. said, like, no, I'm wasn't not comfortable with I it. I didn't even ask my friend who was gay oh, yeah. <laughs> how they feel about it. So they might be like, yeah, man, it's offended as hell. I'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, if it, meant, if it made someone who ha- did have to come out, like, feel uncomfortable just watching that. Yeah. And then if there's the other segment of the population who would be like, yeah, being gay is weird and kind of goes with it, that's problematic, too. So you have two different seg- segments of the population that are already super problematic for different reasons. Hola. Hi. <laughs> What's up, man? Um, I don't know. It's just, it just hurts my feelings. I was like, yeah, Supergirl, I'm progressive. You're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam comes in with the wacky of the finger. <laughs> Feminist 101, y'all. Let me put you on the same page. <laughs> no, I'm glad they tried to tackle it. Those are just like yeah. I mean, it did create the conversation though, which is also like that's half the battle right there. So yeah. they, they went for it. Yeah, people exactly. To talk about it. And the conversation is still going on because even the most recent episode, they do still go into her feelings for for Alex for uh, mm-hmm. Alex's feelings for. Uh, what's her name? I forgot her name, but she was a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> the police. Right. <laughs> the policeman. They tried to redeem in the next episode. I was like, oh, now you're trying to make her nice again? Fuck out of here. Yeah. It's confusing. But, I mean, I, I like that it still becomes a, like, a consistent issue that they're still tackling. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't just, like, one and done it. It's actually, they're going to continue through. Yeah. And yeah. it's good that they started it so that they can actually, like, go about it maybe, like, slower and with, like, more thoughtful process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, where before you go? What? What? Uh, sure. Yeah. Or... I mean, were you guys talking about Supergirl? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Have you seen Supergirl? Uh, not the recent episode. I have, I'm caught up to everything besides that. Okay. Nerd cameo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got a special guest in the house. We are actually doing a party later tonight. <laughs> like, we're taking a page out of Party Nerds' book, and we're throwing our own party with nerds. <laughs> so, I, I showed up stupid early because I had no idea how long it was going to take me to get here, so I figured... I figured, you know, knowing New York City and the MTA, it's probably going to take me like two, three hours. Best call. Yeah. 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 It's cool, man. Now you're here with us. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Blur Vision. What is your name? Introduce yourself to the audience. Uh, my name is Anthony Prasad. Uh, on Instagram, I'm Comic-Con Crusader. Oh, dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. We're talking about Supergirl, and we just finished getting told by Sam that it's not as progressive as we think it is. So... <laughs> I mean... 
I mean, Supergirl as a whole, I think, has gone progressively better from season one. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. As a moving to a different network and having completely new writers uh, is, I think, has elevated the show in terms of just quality. A lot of people were worried about the budget and stuff like that, how the effects were I was were one be. of them right there. Yeah. Um, I think the CW knows what they're doing. With the, like, They really have to show off Supergirl and her powers by cutting down certain um, sets and stuff like that. They took away like the... Cat, a lot of cat code. They took away a lot of the like going into the uh, little room upstairs for a secret hideout. Yeah. yeah, and it's really just limited to like two big areas, which is like their new uh, their new base of operations. Yeah, which is like it's <laughs> been this whole time, guys. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And uh, one other area, which is basically like their apartment, wherever you want her to be, like Kara. Yeah, which I think is good. Uh, as a whole, I mean, if you compare it to the other CW shows, it has a definitely different feel to it. But the best thing that I think it offers is the female lead. Uh, she as like a character I think like is the highlight of that show versus the other characters and I feel like that's also a blessing and a curse because <laughs> some of the other characters when they're on screen I'm just like I don't care yeah. <laughs> and, and they're trying to like push characters like Jimmy Olsen him becoming Guardian which I felt was yeah, like, yeah. out of, out <laughs> of like voice, the blue oh just God. like where did that come from? I'm, I'm a black belt, guys. <laughs> when? Like, yeah, like he's like. <laughs> you say he, it too. <laughs> it's like, you guys know black belt, right? I can karate. <laughs> I, I mean, he's a built guy, makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, it's very tall. <laughs> um, I just felt that was really weird. I mean, I, I like that they're trying to do it, but at the same time, it was just way out of left field. It's not out of left field, though, because it's on CW now and, you know, True, Arrow, baby. <laughs> they're trying to get some Arrow in there. Everyone can be a hero. I mean, <laughs> I mean, still better than when Diggles became, like, Spartan or whatever his name is. Like, yeah. uh, the overall costume design is cool. Um, that voice. Yeah, the voice is, you know, the voice. Uh, that's about it. I mean, I... It, out of the CW shows, it's one of the ones I look forward to more seeing than, like, say, like Arrow. All right. Uh, yeah. Brought us back to the. <laughs> now we're back up high on Supergirl. <laughs> no, seriously, I mean, like for Jordan's me, I think just relieved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to sell this to people, okay? <laughs> You're hurting what my cause. What are they you? <laughs> yeah, right. I got CW in the back pocket. <laughs> like for for me, it's just like when I look at the CW lineup, I look forward to see Flash, Legends, and Supergirl more than I do see Arrow. And that's nothing well, against like the writers. Here, right? That's nothing to say against the show of Arrow. It's just that Arrow has been going on for so long. I'm kind of drained over the same like characters and stuff yeah. like that. Like Oliver Queen hasn't developed much for me. Neither has Felicity. Neither has a lot of those characters. I think get them getting rid of Roy was a weird move. Um, his like relationship with his sister again, just just really off putting in some cases. Mm. Um, I raised my eyebrow more this time. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag and, we don't need the Queen. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> like. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like they should have got rid of Felicity. I'll, I'll say it first. And then them killing off not one, but two, two Black Canaries. canaries. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Like, you just press like, Sammy's button. Uh. <laughs> and then, like, and then they're bringing back one to be White Canary, which I thought was clever because in White Canary in the comics doesn't really have, like, a real identity. She's and so, just... She's just the White Canary. She's yeah. like, yeah. League of yeah. Assassins, die, die, die. I'm evil. Yeah. But and her being in Legends is really cool. Um, her being the captain of uh, since they recently got rid of um, Rip. Yeah. Who's I should be coming back? I heard. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I feel like they didn't get rid of him as a whole. No. He's just like somewhere lost in time. I mean, I heard he was the regular, so it makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. how do you feel about the crossover coming up then? Oh, that is going to be great. But I have one worry. There have been talks that Supergirl isn't really that big a part of the crossover in terms of her physical episode. It's more She's or less. Not. It's yeah. literally on the tail end. Yeah. It's gonna segue into the crossover. 
Yeah, that's like my, my biggest like you guys claiming that this is gonna be like one big like four episode crossover. It's probably gonna be like three episodes, <laughs> three and a quarter. <laughs> yeah. What they mean like, by that is watch Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's they're happen. like me trying to get people to watch Supergirl by any means necessary, so they're gonna say it's part of the crossover, but it's really not. <laughs> like I mean, like the crossover as a whole looks phenomenal. All the trailers look great. Like having what really just like sold it to me was just having that part in the trailers we had all like there was like nine heroes just gathered together and it hit me that this started while back with arrow and now we've come to the point where we have essentially a justice league start from the bottom now we're here (laughs) start from the bottom now the whole league's here (laughs) superman i mean we're at a point where we have superman in the universe like a canon superman in the universe and in my opinion and it mentioned batman yeah in the latest episode yes and in my opinion that superman was the best live action superman to date I like I you. <laughs> you can yeah. sit by me. Mysterious <laughs> <laughs> no, regular. He was quirky. He was strong. He had when he was Superman. He was like that iconic American, like all-out chisel chin type of thing. And then when he was Clark, he was quirky and nerdy. And I'm just like, yes. And that's why Sam, you should watch Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> that man's ass. All up. right, let's get into the Supergirl, the most recent episode, the darkest place. Mm-hmm. All right, how'd you feel about it, Arsenio? Since me and you have seen the episode, it was. When I first went into it, like I, because I caught up on the other episodes, I caught up with the Guardian stuff. Like it's fun seeing like Jimmy and Wynn being their own little tag team group of misfits, yeah. friends. Yeah, <laughs> we get into it. <laughs> when the episode started with the whole like, uh, fuck John attacking her, and you're like, oh shit, is it because he got a he got a blood from a white Martian from Megan? Yeah. And then it's like, oh no, plot twist. It's the original Hank Henshaw. We're getting Cyborg Superman now. Revelation number one of this episode. There were a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can't tell what tone of voice, that means I wasn't happy without that. <laughs> no, there was a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. The middle parts of the episode, like the car and the Monel, like captured by Cadmus, I was like, oh God. Yeah. Is Cadmus watching right now? Probably. I feel like, I feel like the whole Cadmus and Supergirl is just glorified Illuminati. Like, it is. It is. Basically. It's, a, it's Illuminati Anonymous. <laughs> It didn't really go anywhere like I thought it would. No. Like, they just really sat in a cell. They drained some blood from Supergirl, made her go supernova, which not nearly as epic as the first time. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, she's cured by like, the end of the episode. So it was like, <laughs> what's the point of doing this? I'm just going to be, like, fine with the end of the episode. It was a whole episode just still her blood, basically. Yeah. And I didn't really even like the... I mean, I liked the um, the reveal of Alex's father, yeah. Jeremiah, Dean Cain. Mm-hmm. Original Superman. But that's my thing. I, there was speculation before this episode that maybe he was going to be Cyborg Superman instead of Hank Henshaw. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, the nice guy. Story. Yeah, yeah. Nice It'd be story. awesome. Yeah. It would be a throwback to the, like him being Superman back in the Lois and Clark days. I mean, we had the original Flash, like, not really original Flash, but in Flash, you have uh, Barry's dad, his oh. alter. In, in, exactly. Yeah. The that first good live action. CW is, is known for those, yeah. like, head nods to the original, like, like actors who portrayed the characters. Yeah. Going back to, like, season one of Flash, there was an episode where, like, his dad finally, I think, Got, it was no, it wasn't. He was still in prison, but um, it was kind of just like Barry talking to his dad, and there was like a like a moment where he's like, you know, I know you're the Flash and whatnot. I'm not mm. an idiot. Ooh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Ooh, that's just insane, like, man. It was like him passing off like the trophy. Just be when like, he said, um, what must that must be like? I agree. Yeah. Was like, what must that feeling be like? Yeah. Like, ooh, and, yeah. and I right there, I was just like, yes, like. And a little fun fact about that episode: the trench coat he had on. That's the outfit he always wore in the 90s series. Oh, really? It was nice. like a brown oh, trench coat. Cool. So it's like that. Deep cuts. <laughs> yeah, like I wish they did that more with uh, the dad. Like more like a Superman reference. Even if they did like, we had two Metallos. So yeah, exactly. That, that was my Superman. thing too. When they showed two Metallos, I was hoping 
okay, in the beginning episode when you find out that, that Hank Henshaw is actually Cyborg Superman, yeah. I was like, and in the worst reveal ever. I hate it. It literally, he beats the crap out of Kara. Okay, that's kind of cool. She blasts his part of his face off, so you get the reveal of like, oh, it's the comic, Cyborg Superman. All right, now I know it's actually Cyborg Superman. And then she goes, who are you? I'm Cyborg Superman. <laughs> Why? How, Sway? Where did that even come from? Like, <laughs> I snored it so hard. That like, they, there was no build up to that. There was no like, why yeah. are you Superman? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm a cyborg. Sure. Why? Why particularly? Yeah. Who Superman? dubbed like, you that? Like, other than like the com, if you didn't know from the comics that that's who Cyborg Superman is, yeah. what you don't know what that means. Exactly. <laughs> like, you're like, just a cyborg. Why are you also Superman? And he's a great actor. So to have him do the flip of being evil too, he's yeah. great at that. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I, I'm I'm conflicted. <laughs> On one hand, it's like, all right, he's kind of cool, but like, why not give that to Dean Kane? Why not let him be the Cyborg Superman? And then yeah. in a world where we get like the reveal of Cyborg Superman in this episode, oh wow, that's the reveal. Then in the next moment, the reveal of Dean Kane. Okay, Jeremiah's <laughs> in this too. And then you get the reveal of Martian Manhunter's become a white Martian. What? <laughs> which, which I mean, I can't wait to see how that plays out because in like, because like for me, like. Like, the whole, the whole Magan thing, I was just like, okay, this is cool and all. Like, it's great to have, like, Magan. I'm just like, are we going to have Beast Boy now? You know, a little throwback to Young Justice. I was waiting but for like, that. Yeah, Live action Titans. Make it happen, people. Yeah. Make it happen. Come on. But, like, I'm just sitting here like, okay, he's not going to become a White Russian. This is not a thing. Like, this is not remotely close to anything that like, happened to the comics. I don't know. I just feel like they're just trying too hard with some of the characters now. I just don't like that turn. I thought it was going to, like... The Magan and Marshmallow storyline, I thought was going to be teased out more, and at least have one episode dedicated to the reveal. It was of it being quick, like it just seems so out of nowhere. And then on top of it, they have the twist of, oh, by the way, my blood also makes you turn into a white Martian. It's like what? (laughs) It's not gonna stick, but it's like why? Yeah, no, it's not gonna stick, but like, yeah, why even have that added? What the fuck? Like, it doesn't need that. Like if it was more like my blood would make you go crazy, like that would that would be make more sense for me. It would be like okay, sure, makes sense. Because like, I, I would have bought out the fake out in the beginning, but it's like no, you come a white Martian. It's like so he's gonna be the white man hunter. <laughs> the <laughs> white man hunter. Oh, 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 God. oh God. <laughs> <laughs> This got so dark. Our city was like anti. Yeah. Our city was so anti Trump America. He's like, <laughs> oh God. <man. laughs> The white man hunter. I'm kidding, this guy. Oh my god. Coming 2017. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, so my overall like just summary of the episode, I just I thought it was too much. They did too yeah. many it was too many disparate storylines in this episode that had too many reveals that were of importance. They weren't even like just throwaway the reveals. Yeah. They were big reveals and they just didn't handle them properly. The ending. The ending. Yeah. The final moments of the episode. Mm. He goes to the Fortress of Solitude with Carl's blood. And he's like, oh, you are not a foreign creature. Who are you? I will disintegrate. Totally technology sucks. <laughs> he puts the blood on the console. Oh, welcome, Carl's. I was like, no. They watch BBS. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> you just smear some blood on Kertoni technology. And it's I like, mean, you have full it, access to everything. Like, <laughs> but it's like, can't you see? Hey, listen. I small blonde. If I take a bottle of Samia's blood, I'm going to be Samia for a day. It's that simple. Like, I mean, yeah. In Kryptonian rules. Yeah, I mean, the Kryptonians, don't they have firewalls or something? Isn't there some alien equivalent of security? The Kryptonians are said to be, like, this great advanced, like, technological, like, place. They're, they're idiots. That's and now it's just like, oh, no, just blood is all it takes. I'm, that I'm Team Zod right now. Fuck Krypton. I, I mean, this is a race of people who had space travel, mastered it. 
but all stayed on the planet and died. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> they leave, but listen to the one smart guy. Like we have space Ubers, guys. We literally just jump on one. Like, right? <laughs> it's not even difficult for us. It's just like no, no, we'll all stay here. <laughs> so oh, yeah, that man. that whole like that that ending. But yeah, all those major reveals just shoehorned quickly in this episode. It all fell flat. And like to come off of last week's episode where I was praising it and was like, oh my God, perfect vision. Yeah. Yeah. This is like barely passable to passable. Like it's somewhere in there. Like it's not. And that's a weird problem for CW because I feel like they always need to have like extra episodes. You know, there's always the danger of filler. So why do the opposite? They could all be 12. So much. Yeah. They could all be like, well, you know, money. (laughs) (laughs) They need that that sponsorship money. Motherfucking money. Yeah. Motherfucking advertisements. (laughs) I mean, so like, they need to do it, Super but like probably, yeah. I think their most their second expensive show. I think Legends probably has more in terms of like that time travel aspect and all time that sci-fi, Firestorm. Yeah, that all of that is yeah. really expensive. So you look at Supergirl; they also have a lot to come in with that character. So yeah. there's stuff to consider in that. In too. terms of budget, is it like right. Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, like kind of like vying for first place, and then it's Flash, and then Arrow? No, I think it's, like, it's no. I think we it's, can't it's, even do a Trick Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Flash, Supergirl, Legends, and then Arrow. Yeah, really. Yeah, I think Fla- Flash is their moneymaker. Yeah, uh, Flash is definitely it their moneymaker. But I feel some like some of it is slipping. You it's think their, so? I mean, we're about to get into Savitar. Yeah. I got some words about oh, Savitar. Okay. <laughs> we can talk okay. about Savitar. But here's my thing about like the whole Arrow Flash. You talk about anyone who watches the CW shows, and they're talk they're either watching Arrow and Flash. It's either one or the two. Maybe both. I think Flash is the one that brings in comic book nerds, while Arrow is the one that just brings in regular people like not the, in general like drama watch no I would agree with that if that was like two years ago like no, season two arrow. <laughs> yeah season two arrow even season three I think was still getting like that you know tween crowd that yeah. was like the main yeah. like now everyone's gravitated toward Flash for the most part yeah, really like yeah. I think yeah Flash brings but in the most ratings the, and I, I mean think the current season of Arrow is bringing that back though no yeah no I would think that's I think coming we back just erase the last season from existence last two seasons yeah, yeah. from we existence that one episode. <laughs> argument is fine yeah 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 and we're talking in comparison to like the Legends, yeah. Because <laughs> Legends is making the least. They have to be moved to Tuesday because their ratings are really low. Yeah. Which will work a lot better like right after Flash. Like I caught up in the last few episodes and was like, oh, okay, cool. Like watching Sarah, Colonial Zombies, like, okay. Yeah. I will, the, that episode with the Colonial Zombies, the Colonial Zombies parts were the stupidest part of that episode, like, but that episode as a whole was no, phenomenal. With, like, with, with like, like, Jax and... I man. still haven't gone back and watched that. That's like the only Legends episode I haven't seen it's yet. Like, really? Like, as a, as because of the racism. Yeah. <laughs> as a white man, it'll hit you. Alright, cool. It, it's amazing to see like him go through slavery and stuff like that, and him experience that. Obviously, hmm. it's not real, but for him to see that with his eyes, and he comes out saying, like, this is the aberration. Like, we need to... Like, you know what you thought about, Sam? You guys are saying this. I'm gonna watch it be mad. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> talk again. Let's talk again. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna come back with too. that one. Before we get off of Supergirl, real quick, I just want to talk about the uh, one last revelation. Cadmus's director is the mother of she's Lex. And, yeah, of yeah, Lex Luthor and Luna Luthor. Like you don't have to tie it together. Like, I mean, I understand why they did it. They to make it like, oh, they're just this random lady who hate aliens. It's like, okay, you're like daughter is somewhat okay with aliens and your like brother i think is just like or son hates aliens so it's just like okay have a mother that hates aliens too why not like yeah but i, I like the way that they were going with 
kind of not using Luthor as a villain. Like, hey, Lena Luthor, you would think she's the villain, but she's not. She's, she's not. actually helpful. Uh, yeah. So then to just back. subvert that and be like, okay, so it's not this Luthor, it's that Luthor. And then yeah. that Luthor's logic is like straight my, out of BVS. My poor son. My poor son. I'm like, are you, that? this is your motivation? It's not anything more like impactful or like, this whole season has been about like aliens being like immigrants. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, I would like to have her just have the ideology of like, these things are disgusting. They're subhuman. I hate them. Like racism. Right. Yeah. But to just be like, no, I'm doing this because my son Luthor is so good. It's like, so you're just crazy. Great. Yeah, I mean, Thank like, you. <laughs> it's definitely, it would have been nice for him to tackle something like that. Like, oh, you guys are disgusting. This is our planet, not yours. But then you also come in a time in society where a lot of those topics are very like, yeah. you can either be either really smart about it or really stupid and it might affect the show like that mm -hmm. well I would say go balls the wall and do it because this is a time where this is a show where already they have commented on the Trump and Hillary election yeah. and, yeah, and well wrongfully predicted it <laughs> very wrongfully predicted it well, so now the time like the rest of America but yeah so now the time more than, <laughs> that's another podcast <laughs> yeah so now the time more than ever to kind of drive that message home if you're gonna yeah. do it you know what I mean yeah. don't don't veer away from it don't shy away from it with like oh no she's just crazy like I don't it, you need we've talked about before we need a strong villain to make a strong show yes. and if your villains like motivations are weak which right now they seem weak yeah. and Cadmus is a great villain unto yeah. itself it was uh, the best villain in, in Justice League Unlimited that Amanda Waller in that show yeah. made that Absolutely. organization amazing yeah. I mean like Amanda Waller in yeah. Suicide Squad was my favorite aspect of that movie Agreed. And I think that character <laughs> as a whole is just phenomenal and so yeah I thought we were going to get Amanda Waller when we were talking about Cadmus I'm like I'm so excited to see this very dominant powerful like politician old lady who can hold like the Earth president in her back pocket Waller. if she wanted she was kind of yeah. the white Amanda Waller until this past episode yeah. but <laughs> then they messed that up but I don't know I'm looking forward to the crossover I'm hoping yeah. afterwards the next episode is going to be back to its you know 10 out of 10 standards. Yeah, after the crossovers get some... Well, it's going to be into, going to the mid-season finale. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. Yeah, fingers this, crossed. This, this part of the season also kind of becomes a lag time for certain shows in different yeah. seasons where, like, some True. weird shit happens. They really need to just get to that mid-season finale and then they come back a lot stronger, too. So... Yeah. And that's, that can be something. If it's going to get money, it's not just the CW. That goes for, like, most shows. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's wrap this up. Let's get into... Oh, man. We're at the hour 15. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> we almost did it! All right, we got. Let's do 15 minutes to talk about the Flash. All right. Okay. Avatar, baby. My boy Megatron. What up? <laughs> I'm glad you said it, Brad. Because like, obviously it looks like a Transformer, but I'm just on the fact that another speedster as a villain. Yeah, of course. Like again. I'm, I'm. I'm just like really. But this has to be the last one because it's the speedster. It's the, this uh, is. The, 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 what do you do next? Yeah, we we kind of talked about this before where I kind of liking it to Buffy when they fought God. Yeah. You don't have anywhere to go after this, and yeah. in this episode, you see. If he gets fast enough to beat Savitar, even if, quote, I'm hoping that it's going to be with help, yeah. you can't get much faster than that. You can't elevate that bar anymore, like, so we got to go somewhere else after this season. Go, like, Savitar is so fast that he was basically teleporting. Like, not like Barry teleporting. Not basically. He was teleporting. He was teleporting. <laughs> like, yeah. instant transmission. Bang, 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 bang. Like, how do you achieve that? Like By running through time? <laughs> and I'm glad they brought, like, we kind of, me and you are saying, we're kind of talking about through text. It's like, if yeah. they're going to bring in, like, the actual Hunter's Island from the comic speed, where it's, like, more of an out-of-time speed than, like, actual yeah. running. And that's what they kind of did here with Savitar, yeah. where if you're a villain for The Flash... To be the villain, you need to choke his ass and you need to run his ass around town. It's yeah. the exact same footage, just change the character. <laughs> the exact yeah. same. Just, my name is Barry Allen and I'm the fastest ragdoll alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like it's like no, it's, just I, shaking behind him. Oh my God. Oh no. What I did love visually as how when Savitar is running, he's in the speed force. You yeah, no, you thing. see that like it's not like lightning or anything. It's just like 
all around you is just energy, and it's him appearing out of nowhere and appearing right back. Like, Speed Force, Speed Force, Speed Force, Speed Force. Like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Very cool effect, but I was not that thrilled about... not Intimidated one, because throughout this whole thing, he's giving the exposition of who he is. Right. Yeah. The God of Number one, when a villain has to shoehorn in their exposition in a speech, no. I'm already not a fan. All right. Yeah. Like, the reason why I'm going to compare him to Zoom, because this episode, the way they revealed him, shot for Zot Zoom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so, like, you know, Zoom broke Barry's back and then literally dragged him and showed him to the people. So that raised the bar. And was mysterious about it. He didn't explain who he was. He was just yeah. talking about how much of a bitch Barry was. Yeah. He was just <laughs> Look like, at your hero I'm not now. Zoom, but this is your hero. Y'all are fucked, like... Yeah, exactly. Like it was he scarier. Just, he should have just teleported Barry to the Himalayas and then beat him up and, like, left him there. And then it would be a lot of Why stay in the city? Why stay in the city when you just see, like, dot, dot, in that dot, dot. one radar area where, like, Cisco can see but, Like, it. teleport him to, like, yeah, like, the Himalayas or somewhere. Like, Great Wall of China somewhere where it's just, like... Like yeah, Fuck like come teleport on. him where the legends team is right now. Like whatever. Nah. Time Fuck it. <laughs> teleport him to Gorilla City. Just fuck with. You should literally just go back to the same. But they were in the same city, so they didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, it's just his, like his visually mm-hmm. didn't really have any intimidation from him. I mean, like there's only so much you can do with an entirely CG character. Yeah. So like one, you, you had to keep him in the dark. Yeah. So like the entire scene was just in the dark. <laughs> where only Barry can see him. Because he's a Speed Force user. Yeah, well, I mean, we, that's... Is that's Wally going to see him now? That's the question. Yeah. Well, it's all, I assume all Speedsters can see him. Yeah. yeah. But, like, it's just... Visually, from, again, from his voice, from the way they set him up, it just didn't do it for me the same way Zoom did. Right. Yeah. And it's not good, because the only other villain of this series so far is who we all thought it was going to be. Yeah. yeah. Freaking no. Julian. Fucking... <laughs> spoilers. I'm, I'm going to call something out right now because somebody said on one of your posts that that was a spoiler. I laughed. <laughs> I laughed. Are you seriously like, surprised that Malfoy is the bad guy? Exactly. Oh, it was like comment after comment. Like, um, have you not heard of Harry Potter? Like, if you've literally <laughs> just heard of he Harry serves, Potter, you know what's coming. He serves like, a dark lord. I remember there was an episode where he was just like, he comes from like a rich family in Britain and I'm yeah. just like, no. ha, Ha, I got that reference. Like, <laughs> no, that was the point where me and Jordan were talking about before. It was like, I'm really hoping that he's not alchemy. It's too like, Scooby-Doo. You were setting up, the way you could have done it was like, he would be like the comic Hunter's Zomman, who yeah. was like Wally's friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He got injured and then yeah. he became evil because he didn't want to help him. Season right? four. And, <laughs> that would have been awesome. There was a point in the episode where I thought they were going towards like, maybe he had a friend or a loved one th- right. that like had a close encounter with alchemy and he's actually like trying to track him down. Mm-mm. I mean, because no. that would have been great. Writing, right? No. Like, Sweet I mean, personality. The obvious. There could be a twist later on. All we did see him was get that alchemy mask. We don't know if that was the same alchemy from like when Barry met him. There could be multiple alchemies. There's still a lot of ways you can go with this. I don't think it's multiple alchemy. I think he's straight up alchemy. No, and that stone and the voice of Savitar is still the voice of, of uh alchemy. Yeah. So it, it it's literally Savitar's whatever, his yeah. his yeah. ring for the, if it's the one ring the basically yeah, it's given like, to Julian. The item is literally called the Philosopher's Stone. And yeah. it's given to Malfoy. There you go. Make a meme. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Welcome out. I literally yeah. just like mind memes so, from this podcast. So this is what happens. Is Arrow tries to become Batman and Flash tries to become Harry Potter. Why? They've actually been doing that since season two, too. Why? <laughs> I mean, okay, I mean, to be real, if like I had super speed and then somebody offered me to become Harry Potter on top of that, why not? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, fair it's enough. It's like hashtag broken. Yeah. But yeah, Savitar is like, 
I'm kind of glad it's not his traditional outfit because shirtless guy running around with a mask. It's like, okay. I'm hoping it's at least something under that suit. I'm hoping like that form he has is like the Speed Force armor around him. Or like just because yeah, he's talking about being like yeah. like freed. Yeah, like yeah. the whole thing is Prometheus has to free him from the Speed Force. So I'm hoping they do because otherwise. If you get scenes with that guy just trying to talk and be intimidating, it's not going to have nearly the same effect as Zoom. I can already tell that already. Yeah. Even with that weird alien mouth roar he did right. toward Caitlyn and yeah, uh, Cisco when they showed up. That was odd. Yeah, that it's was like, what the? Awkward. It's like somebody was like, all right, he's not scary enough. Make, make him look like an alien. What? <laughs> Do an alien mouth. It's like, all right, I guess. Just too big, bulky in like his movements. Even yeah. Gorilla Grodd yeah. looked more realistic to me. Yeah, well, Grodd, yeah. I mean, yeah. Big, yeah, and King Shark. King Shark was phenomenal. That, but that, that King Shark was so good, it destroyed their budget for that episode. Because yeah. in that same episode was also Firestorm. And so they can only fit that much like King Shark into the yeah. episode. Yeah. Jumping in and out of the water, that whole scene was freaking amazing with King yeah, Shark. It was nice. done perfectly. So just to see this thing, like this is our main villain, it does not have the same impact as Zoom did. So, it I'm, just doesn't. in season four, like, can we get an introduction where Barry didn't fuck it up the last season, and it's the reason why we have all the problems now? And like, can we get a non-speedster? Like, yeah, it's getting repetitive. Who would you want as a main villain for like season four Flash non-speedster? That's a good the question. Rogues. The Rogues, just straight up the Rogues. Just the Rogues, like even without Captain Cold, he's coming back. Okay, I would like them to be the setup villain for a main villain, but like they can't kill. They don't kill people. No, yeah. like typically the Rogues don't kill people, I so it's like they're not good for like a final villain. They're good for like. Yeah. It was the more like the an road. overarching yeah, like, arc with them, and then yeah. you get to, like a big one or something over like Reverse Flash comes back to fuck shit up again. Right. Yeah, Reverse Flash was at the at, like the lead of the Rogues. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah, I'd be down, down with that. But then I we're mean, just going back like to Reverse Flash again right now. So why not? Yeah, doing fuck all. <laughs> he's, like I don't know what his plan is on Legends right now. It's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Fucking up time? Why? Because <laughs> I'm gonna die. And I don't give a shit. Yeah. Do you think we'll get the uh, Black Racer anytime soon? Well, they showed him. Yeah, they showed Even him. that, if there he came back, it would be better than Sabotage. That would be yeah. way scarier. Honestly, if this, like, if season three ends with like, I don't know, four episodes to the end, you think Sabotage is like my big plan is being enacted, and then Black Flash's hand comes through his chest, like, all right, <laughs> now I'm that'd in. Be great. Like, yeah, that'd bring be back Teddy Sears. I mean, or... Black Racer is the killer of God, so like, I actually. Like that. I'm sorry, Teddy, even though I, I love you. <laughs> I, I would rather just bring back, uh, what's his name? Tony Todd. Yeah. All I need is the voice. I, I don't even need Teddy Sears back. Sorry, bro. All I need well, is Teddy well, Sears. His, I mean, all I need is uh, well, Tony his Todd. his face was changed up and shit. Yeah, so you don't really yeah. need the actor anymore. You just need that voice. Sorry, yeah. Teddy Sears. No, but seriously, because like if we see Savitar and we see his face and it's just, I'm sorry, if it's just a normal face... I'm just gonna be upset. <laughs> we, gonna be like, we just talked about this last week you? too. I mean, we could give Harrison Wells another role. Like, it's yeah, gonna be Kylo Ren. It's, <laughs> it's gonna pull back. It's gonna be future Barry. They're gonna do the future Flash. Even I, you know, I've that heard theories cool. of that of Savitar maybe being a future Flash. I would actually even be okay with that. Yeah. Because yeah. and that's sad because before and it's how you know he's not even where near level of Zoom. Before when that theory was put out there for Zoom when he was first introduced, I hated it. Come yeah. like Barry no, cannot. Grant Gustin cannot carry. I don't think a villainous role to live up to what is no, no, the epicness of Zoom. Barry. Yeah, but Savitar, I'm like, yeah, you can do it. Because <laughs> Savitar's not that scary. He's just like, uh, he's I'm like, your god. He's like, all right. I'm a, I'm a transformer. Yeah. I'm a god. Like, let's see where this goes. Yeah. Let's get back to the real villain of this episode Killer Frost, the Queen of Savages. Bruh. I, Cold I, I as motherfucking ice. I, I, I loved her this episode. Like, Actually, amazing. before we get into that, I want to rate the episode because. My negatives were what we kind of just discussed with the whole Savitar thing. Unfortunately, yeah. I wanted it to be my positive, but it wasn't. Yeah. The true villain ended up being Killer Frost. So I would give this actually probably, I don't want to even give it a high, 
like uh, more than passable. I wouldn't even do that. It's no. passable. Just passable, because it balances out. Like yeah. the, the good parts that were really great are Killer Frost. Just balance out the. Really bad, like. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're really really bad, but bad I mean, enough to just like equal it out. So, for me, it's a it's a passable. What about I you? Agree. Yeah, passable. I feel like, feel like Savitar was like cool to show up, and then it's like, where do you go from this? Like we already know we're gonna get the Killer Frost, so it's like. Yeah, when your when your main villain reveal falls flat, that's a big problem. Yeah, a big problem. Yeah. No. I say this, but I was like, oh my god, he dragged him all, he kicking his ass, is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was cool, guys, don't get me wrong. It's, but it's just, cool, it's, but in terms of like a writing aspect, it's just... Especially when you have to bring it to the next level after season two. They didn't do that. No, and you yeah. have a god. You should, like, you should across the board. You should speed god. Yeah. Visually, you did it with just how fast and cool he was, but not in terms yeah. of his character. You could even made it more badass, like, if he could just take away Barry's speed. It's like, nope. Yeah, yeah. even yeah. that would have been dope. I don't know. That would have been great, actually. Actually, what about you, Sam? So what would you give it? Sort of rating. What? Oh, I thought you said what bugged me. Oh no no, what'd you give for a rating? <laughs> Everything always bugs me. No, I would give it I would give it more than passable because I have been waiting for Killer Frost. I have been okay. waiting patiently All right. I finally yeah. got give the you Killer that. Frost we deserve. So I'm happy. <laughs> this is straight up super savage. Huh? The straight yeah, up super savage. Great. Yeah, I, mean, I love her. And it's funny because she's clones with her. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because she's like between Killer Frost and Caitlyn. I think the writers yeah. called her um, Caitlyn Frost. Yeah. Caitlyn Frost. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't think she was going to be able to pull that off. Like the actress came off a little bit hammy mm-hmm. when she was Killer Frost from Earth 2. Because she was well, she was trying snart. really hard. She was, no, big. she was snart. Yeah. She was snarting it up. Yeah. So I didn't really think that it would get better than that. And I was a little bit worried. But the way she played it in this last episode was perfect for it's me. It's because the writers used her as like the mouthpiece for the internet. Like, yeah. It's like all that, like like all the things that we hate about Barry, all of the selfishness that he's it's done in this fault. show. You don't care. You have Iris. Yeah. It's like you've literally fucked yeah, no, up she, everybody's she was, life. Yeah. shade. Like, very obviously. No, she was like, dagger in the heart, dagger in the heart. Guess what, Cisco? <laughs> you hear that, Cisco? <laughs> I will say oh. this, though. Cisco, I cannot wait for him to go full-on vibe, like, with the outfit oh my and everything. God. That's, like, my big reveal for this season, too. Yeah. When he finally does that, I'm going to just flip. That, that preview of the costume was enough to get me super hyped. Right. But, damn. So, do you think that his vision was a slightly altered version of what we saw, or do you think that's still coming? I think it's still coming. I think it's Roll him reversal. training, actually. Him yeah, him training Killer Frost, like yeah. you'd be like, you know, because at, at the end of the day, Caitlyn's powers aren't going away. Yeah, and you know, it just needs to be her being able to take this evil part of her and fight it. And if she can just embrace <laughs> her powers and just go at it with Cisco, like training, I think it'll be sick. Yeah. See, I, 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 I assume that's what's gonna happen. Where they're gonna bring our powers like once a season or something like that. Yeah. But like, I don't want Werewolf Caitlyn. Where it's like, I'm turning no, into exactly. Killer Frost today. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, I hope they do something with. Like, I feel like they put in a loophole because her mom said, like, if you keep using your powers, they'll just get stronger and stronger. But mm. she never said that it would change her personality. Yeah. Like, we've seen that. But that hasn't been, like, the ultimate diagnosis. I feel like so that's just the assumption. Take she over because it. she saw the evil Killer Frost. So it's just like, oh, I'm getting these powers. Her immediate train of thought is, oh, I'm just turning evil. There's no, like, well, end up. Yeah, I agree like, with that. But, and I also feel like Caitlyn was like. <laughs> Caitlyn's been crying for like two seasons and she's finally like, well, I can fuck shit up now. I mean, but I just get angry. To be fair, she's been through some shit to cry. No, like, yeah, no, exactly. seriously. Like, she has yeah. her reasons. The whole like, is held together by Caitlyn's tears. Remember if you, her fiance, as she mentions all the time? <laughs> fiance, she'd fallen with Zoom. I mean, I love the Snowberry kiss. Like, the Snowberry fans went crazy on Tumblr when they did the comic book kiss. Yeah. Or like, this is not as what we thought it was going to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which. When the ship hits an iceberg. <laughs> I mean, when, like, she had, like, the ice to his chest, and Barry's like, 
like do it i'm just like okay barry like i know she's your friend and all you have like a serious pair because i'd be i'd be scared shitless for me let's talk about that scene real quick because it was probably you hated it Really? Because really? wait, before you go into what you hated about it, I wanted to say that I love that scene, Dang. not because of the premise, because I've seen that done a million times, where it's like right. you're not gonna kill me because you're actually good inside, like, yeah. and you don't have it in you. But just, I don't know. Sometimes the acting in this show, I like the it parody. hits those high notes, yeah, and it just it brings out the the, the flash tears. I don't yeah. know. So I really felt that moment yeah. of like, wow. She's not gonna kill this guy because she actually does love him, and because of this show's like emotionality and how good it is at least showing how strong the relationships are between characters, I believed it. Yeah. So what did you yeah. hate about it? <laughs> Pretty much like I love the setup for it. Barry's like, oh, so you want to be back? Okay, cool. Kill me. Yeah. Get out of here. Do it. I dare you. Yeah. Show me the killer, Frost. <laughs> it was like Barry. I want to see killing. Like come Barry's on. borderline yeah. suicidal at this point. <laughs> and you can kind of see. It I like, mean, he yeah. literally killed himself at the end of season two, technically. Yeah. yeah. Technically, yeah. Yeah. Technically. That was like one of the things I was like about like when Flash That's started. Why- no, continue. Um, when Flash started, they were like, oh, like Barry, maybe this chip rubber guy, but that guy's been through some shit. Like, yeah. he could be as dark on the inside as Oliver. But mm-hmm. he just tries to be, he just tries to be the more hopeful one. Right. Mm-hmm. But that scene was great, but like, it's like, oh my God, you won't do it. Caitlin breaks down crying. Suddenly she's fine. It's like, yeah, okay, I agree with that. No, the recovery. That's, yeah, exactly. That's my problem too, is like, I feel like, I feel like in a slightly more realistic version of it that would have been more believable, that whole scene would have happened. She would have like lowered her ice pick or whatever (laughs) thank you um and like maybe like backed away like kind of stunned but Mm -hmm. she wouldn't like flipped right back into like oh my god i'm caitlin again i love you barry yeah it'd be a really cool way to kind of like merge the two character personalities and give give caitlin a new edge could they kind of do that with um cisco this season where they give him make him a little bit darker because of his experiences he's a dick yeah Yeah. for a good reason (laughs) he's a really fuck that he's a really good friend because i'm sorry arsenio you told me hey man i tried doing that thing everyone told me not to do and like because of it your sister's dead I'd be like what, <laughs> what the fuck like, man I get why he's upset I get why he's upset but Barry has risked his life for him on several occasions and actually gave his life for him at one point mm-hmm. it's all I'm great like could you be a little bit more sympathetic like, oh, like, I am by not fucking you up right in this moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm gonna restrain myself and I'm not gonna punch you yeah, in he, your own face. He got off easy with the pushes, like, yeah, and that yeah. broke my heart too. Cisco pushing Barry. Yeah. I was just like, not the bromance. <laughs> like, no. I won't call you, but like, they need to listen to Iris. It's like, listen, you don't know if this was gonna still happen. Yeah, he yeah. for once. It's true. I, like, I'm not gonna lie. Up until recently, I hated Iris as a character. Oh, so did I. Don't worry. Everybody did, but I, I'm loving her since season two, and this yeah. episode yeah. two drove that home. Three. They're driving home that like that oh, that star crossed romance. Yeah. She's his lightning rod. Yes. She grounds him, which she fucking needs. Because like, bro, you're really dumb. I'm here to help you. <laughs> yeah. No, but they're making it make sense because like they were doing that in the last two seasons. But even in season two, it was kind of like she's his lightning rod. But why? Yeah. Like it felt a little bit weird. But now they're making it like really make sense. Like you see the cause and effect of his personality and him talking to her and then what she says and how he reacts. Because they're doing that thing in movies and stories or whatever that they don't usually do, which is to give a relationship a like time to actually be a relationship in a show. Yeah. Yeah. Like right as so really so far, cool. yeah, there's been no like BS things like like twists or turns that break them up right now or reasons for them to be fighting. They're just like be part of the scene. Exactly. Right. Be part of the story. Yes. Instead of making it like a thing. Like Don't make it a list. A lot of shows make every single thing exactly. a plot point waiting to happen. Exactly. Right. Like a list, that's why Elicity, I think Elicity failed because they tried to like try to flip flop on it too many yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. Elicity failed because like I don't think anyone cared after that after certain point. Either you're I cared or you're not. I was I, Elicity. 
Really? They turned me. I didn't care up until a certain point. At first, I'm just like, okay, you guys should totally be together, yada yada yada. And then, like, I think like season three, I'm just like, I yeah. no, that's when they lost that's me. But like, I don't, I don't care that's anymore. Like, yeah, but like, there was a point where I was, I was one of those Lucity shippers. Yeah. So I right now, I'm glad to see that they're doing the Iris and Barry relationship right, yeah. and it's really important that relationship is right. Not only for just like the comic book accuracy, but it's also in your relationship relationship. And I love to see that done right on shows. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping there's not gonna be any bullshit like. Like, oh no, Eddie's back or something like, like you know, like uh, that's some uh, BS side plot. Well, yeah, no. Oh, Ooh. don't you do that! Oh. <laughs> don't you oh. do that! He it's flew like into that portal. Wild exactly. dog, yeah. He like he went up. Like, come on, like. motherfucker. He's dancing. Fucking <laughs> 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 wild dog. This is just in our senior dance. Wasn't there like a huge rumor that he was supposed to come back because some other DC hero like Blue Zoom Cold, at like, one point? That that was well, people thought he was gonna be Zoom at one point. Well, he was supposed to be a. Moral of the story, he's coming back. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm telling you, that does happen. He pulled back, he's like, it's Eddie. Oh my god. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna call you up immediately. I'm you motherfucker! I'm gonna text you, I'm gonna text you like spoilers, man. Like I'll just put on my flash like, alright guys, I'm gonna go fix this shit. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Alright, let's before you get out, let's talk about um just real quick Wally and how he got his powers. First of all, Finally. did yeah. Joe do too much in this episode? A I little. Joe did he's a dad like I don't know what it is to be a dad I don't think anybody else here does I don't know what's the mentality mm. to be like okay my son just got super much. speed I've got a cat like, does that count <laughs> <laughs> like I mean as long, I understand like he wants to protect like his son and he understands like you know if I was his age with those powers I don't really know what exactly I'd be doing yeah that's and, great and yeah. I think we saw Wally a little arrogant in the other in Flashpoint and it got him killed. So he's a I, dumbass. I understand yeah. being worried, but when your son is in a what cocoon. looks like a like a freaking Prometheus or alien cocoon, yeah, when, and you go hit it with a hammer. What? Hit it with a hammer. <laughs> Get him out. When I'm your sorry. resident doctor says yes. it's enzyme soup. Yeah. Why does that sound like something you should stick a knife in? You because exactly. if it's my child, I want to at least be like, if they die, I want it to be because of this cocoon and not because I fucking took them out before they were yeah, I, my mom, I thought he was going to like jelly or but something. But you also yeah. live yeah. in a world where like your adopted son is like the Flash and well, your daughter and adopted son are now dating. So he's having a little like crisis of his own I think so yeah, I don't like up. him opening up the cocoon. I was just like, you know, if I was in that situation, I don't know how I would react. At the end of the day, I think I would feel better knowing that maybe, like, if it was my fault, I could probably live with that versus, like, me choosing not to do something and something happened. Anyway. Yeah, because, yeah. like you said, he feels powerless because he doesn't get all the signs. He's mm-hmm. always like, I just, I'm just a cop. I don't do what I do. So it was like, okay, but even then it was like, bro, you listen to H.R. Wells. Yeah, I get the instinct thing, and he was right about the other instances, yeah. but in this one, it's like, you're jumping the gun too fast. <laughs> like... <laughs> You're, you're grabbing the non-scientist and going to hit a larva with a hammer to rip your son out of it. I mean, there was no dark Wally as far as we know, like at least at this point. He's yeah. back to normal. Like, it was, he was cool. He was, he was like... We ju- this ju- this was Flash. just a plot device to get him to have like Wally West as Kid Flash, and I'm really happy about that. I'm wondering now that we have Jesse Quick with speed, Wally West with speed... Flash, Barry Allen with speed, and we have Golden Age Flash with speed. Can we have like a recreation of that Young Justice episode with all four Flash? I want all of these speedsters. I was going into that. All these speedsters to fight Savitar at the end of the season. Midnight that God. is what needs to yeah. happen. And just bring Impulse in last second. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Bart. What? <laughs> <laughs> season four. Like that actually would be that cool. Lead in. Yeah. No. But and end like, of season. End of season three. He runs up to Iris and rubs her belly, and then it's just like, oh shit. Like, no. No babies. <laughs> 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 babies kill shows. <laughs> no. It will end with just Bart running. It's like, hello, everybody. It's like, oh, fuck, what the hell? That'd be actually be a very cool way to end the yeah, season. Like, kind of like, like Mono. Yeah. 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 Justice. 
Hashtag Arsenio is Bart Allen. Like, so, <laughs> like, I don't know. I, think, I feel like I might be a little bit more buff than Barry, so why not? <laughs> Everyone's no, more buff than you're Barry. You're from the future, so you, I mean, why not? Sense. What, like, what I did love about Barry is his just, his joy at having powers. It's like, that was awesome. Can I go again? It's like, yeah. Well, that's what I would Wally. Do. Wally. Wally. They write him as Barry. What the fuck? They kind of do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, now we have a very dark Barry, and now we have, like, a very, very humorous, like, not so dark Wally because Wally was very like I guess dark when he was first introduced because he had his whole thing with Joe the new 52 Mm. Wally Mm. so now we have someone who's bright and someone who's dark we have a little bit of both but he Barry needs to start becoming more of like settle into the mentor role anyway so I like that through experience he's starting to like that that like you know unbridled joy and giddiness is slowly being like you know dialed down now that Jesse's like MIA for the time like he now has somebody there all the time that he yeah. can relate to it's like yeah you have the speed force coursing through like that pride he had yeah so I'm hoping they have some like Oliver moments where he gives him like motivational speeches and like you know encouragement <laughs> stuff like that just don't do that I'll never abandon you bye oh, yeah. fuck that scene because <laughs> we're while he is my new Roy so if he does that again he's just like I'll never abandon you meanwhile just twitching the floor just, this is great. Just, don't make, like, just don't make Iris a speech and we're good like Oh god! They, Imagine like they did that in the comics. Yeah, so. Speed Force Storm. I didn't even really like the Godspeed arc that much in the comics. Nah. I'll say that for uh, what you seen review. <laughs> but for me, my favorite Flash comic it will always be Flashpoint. But we can't ever get that story in like the CW because there is so much to that, and I don't even know if they have like the ability to even add like Wonder Woman and Aquaman. And no, no. Like they're that. never gonna yeah. get there. So we're never gonna get that. We no. sort of have it, but. We're never gonna get plat- the outside. Yeah, but I'm fine with this iteration of it because I, I I always like the reinterpretations of stories. So yeah. in the context of this show, yeah. their flashpoint I think was was pretty good. I thought and probably I, one of my favorite episodes of the entire show. Yeah. Really? Like yeah, flashpoint one and two combined, or I, the mm-hmm. par- flashpoint and paradox. Here's what bothered me. I thought like him running back fixing shit quotation mark fixing shit was going to add the Supergirl to his universe kind of just like how like him running back in the comics created the new 52 adding Vertigo and stuff like that like, that's why I wanted to they yeah, didn't do it I that way I wanted yeah. to just run back and all of a sudden you know he thinks things are normal and then Kara shows up and yeah. I'm like okay that would have been great for me like, that would have been awesome but they didn't do that <laughs> yeah, fuck aliens and it looks like a four part crossover yeah it's literally just hey I know an alien hey vibe open up that portal to that one world that one time he, he could just run into like nothing he does it all just, time. I'm calling a I'm calling a scene there has I'm hoping they do a joke where he mentions Supergirl and Cisco's reaction is and you're just telling me this now cause he never really talks about it in the show yeah, yeah. so I'm hoping this is like a you're like, telling me this now of all times yeah, guys, you remember that time I ran really fast and I was like oh, yeah that exactly I, 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 I was just like, how have you not mentioned it up until this point? Like, I'm pretty sure you guys have seen the clip on Facebook or wherever when where they, combine the, they combine the scene. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you were in a different world for like a day and a half. Mm-hmm. You didn't feel to mention that to anyone. You could tell that was added on late because the hell episode, I'm like, oh, Gary, yeah. you just opened a fucking portal, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and all he said was, I'm back. I'm back. But it's weird. If they have the time to write that line in, mm-hmm. that throwaway, I'm back line, why don't you write one more line? Whereas, I'm back. You never knew where I was. Cut. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I like trying it again and just failing. Yeah, I don't know. Something. Uh, Flash to season two. The but that being said, I am freaking looking forward to the four-part crossover it's the next week. Really, that I is mean, basically going to be our entire review for the, next week. Yeah. I mean, oh, and Harry Potter. I, we didn't talk about it this week. I, I did see it. I don't know if you guys are going to see it. Yeah, yeah. Are you, yeah. It's on the list. I've seen it. Are you seeing it? Are you guys going to see it next week? Yeah, I think yeah. so. By next week? Yeah, we have time. All right, cool. So we'll you guys watch that and we'll review it next week then. All right, so let's wrap it up. Uh, we are at the like over the one and a half hour mark. 
Yeah, we're getting better. We're getting there, guys. We're getting better. We'll be fine. <laughs> now or next time. Yeah, it's like an hour <laughs> team. We're slowly getting better. Yeah. Wait, I just thought of something. What? Does that make Anthony Rackman? <laughs> okay. <laughs> just fucking whispers all the time. Yeah. <laughs> For this episode. Actually, you're kind of sitting a little bit far from the mic, so you might sound like whispers in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right, so this is Blurred Vision. Let's see her by next week. We're signing out now? Yeah, yeah. signing out now. All right, this is your host, Jordan, with... Arsenio. Samia. And our first ever guest, actually. Yeah. Wow. My name's Anthony. And if I come back, I'll be really awesome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I promise next time, guys. I promise. <laughs> the fact that we had someone else talking about Supergirl besides just me and Jordan already made like, a whole lot better. Yeah, and you kind of save the day because, you know, we're just in, like, the low point because Samuel was like, that shit ain't nothing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Say, I'm just kidding. You're it's your feminist, okay? It's a lot to live up to. No, People the only look. What does it say this. when the only girl in the room is like, "Eh, it was all right." <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> here's my thing: if you're gonna go watch Supergirl, say if you've never watched Supergirl before, season one's on Netflix. The first five episodes Skip. are a chore. They are. A chore Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> but yeah. after that, the show gets pretty solid. Enough yes. for you to get through and get to season two, where you get to meet an awesome Superman. You get somewhat, you know, a decent villain. Ish. Yeah. There are some really good arts of season two, and I think the watch to get through those first five episodes, of season one, and watch season one is well worth your time to get to a really good season two. Uh, I'm just thinking how far we've come. Javon is someone rolling in his grave right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I can't believe someone just highly recommended Supergirl on this fucking podcast. <laughs> and with that, this is Blur Vision. See you guys next week. Peace. Blurred Vision is a podcast made for fans by fans. Find us on Instagram at Blurred Vision or at our website, theblurredvision.com. You can also like us on Facebook or Twitter as The Blurred Vision. Don't like iTunes? We're also on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. For any questions or inquiries, please contact us at theblurredvision at gmail.com. <laughs>